3: It'll call Heavy Hey.
2: Ham reporting for duty.
1: Another day, another dollar. Am I plugged in? <laughs>
2: you know what I think I need to do? I'm you sound day. good to me.
1: I know, but it's it's Great risky secret.
2: because I'm on uh Turn Wi-Fi off. Okay, you do that while I handle some business. What's up, everybody? Great to have you on the podcast. If you are watching this YouTube, great to see you on the tube. Hit that like button. That helps it out. Hit that subscribe button. That helps it out. We appreciate that. Uh, If you hate something we say, leave us a comment about it. Uh, We're open to the conversation, so thank you for all of that. If you're listening to this podcast, that's great, too. Share it with somebody you love. Hats off to you. Share it with somebody you hate. Whatever the case may be, uh, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcast. You can leave us a mailbag question. Once the season gets going, things get hot and heavy, we've got to find a way to squeeze a mailbag in. So uh, if you've been leaving a question, thank you. I uh, will try and circle back with you on that. And, um, yeah, yeah, we got a lot to, lot to dive into today. Yeah, one love. Uh, John, we have, to, we have to address the obvious story before we do anything else, which is that um, LeBron James is now part of the Bald Brotherhood. Uh you can't, I I, I, did, I did see
1: someone say that it might be the bald filter.
2: Might be the bald filter or he might be team bald. How will yeah. you handle the, this at the next bald man meeting?
1: Yeah, struggle with that. You know, he's he's been he's had a decade to come on over. Uh and now that he's not cool anymore. Like let's face it, his star is dimmed. You know, I, I would say his approval level is uh dramatically lower than it once was. I I don't know. I I I can I will not embrace I, I'm still KD, you know. He's a little more uh, sympathetic figure in, in my eyes, in a weird way. If if he wanted to do it, uh, we would welcome him. Tiger as well, gotcha. even though I, I don't think Tiger ever does that. Kevin, I don't know if Kevin ever does it either. LeBron didn't have a choice, guy. He was holding. I mean, he was painting his head.
2: Well, this uh, looks almost kind of fake. Looking I at do. It. I I, it, I think it's fake. It looks fake, but. Um... Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> he's put, he's invested a lot in it. It would, it would be a uh, quite a pivot for him. It would, he's held on for so long now to do it. It feels like he would have wasted some prime years plan. Don't you think? Uh, yeah. I mean, all the time he probably, he's probably spent two weeks in a resort in Turkey, like multiple times over the course of the last 10 years. Uh, getting, I also just think like right. My, Michael and Kobe, you know, RIP, like th- when they made the
1: transition, it's just, it was a big move for their brand. Like LeBron, it's too late, buddy. You you
2: play on a fucking team that can't even make the playoffs. Green Glassful on the chat says, that's fake, boomers. I know. It's a damn shame. Fergus says, uh, over under how much money went into that scalp? Seven figures? Uh, Yeah. I mean, I I think you can pretty easily, your average civilian can easily drop 15,000, right? Well, Haberman pays $5,000 for unlimited haircuts. It was two.
1: (laughs) For two years? Four years. Do the math.
2: Yeah, a lot of driving to them.
1: How many? How often do you? How often do you get a haircut?
2: Uh, you know, we're sh- we're shooting for once a week right now. You go once a week. Seventeen minutes each way. It's a lot of haircuts. I mean, when they're free, you know, yes, that's true. You might as well take advantage of it. Come one tomorrow. Um, that's the lock of the week. We do not. We have a fate of the week. We got to get that in. We'll see. Oh for 2. You know, I was thinking about a John Locke of the week. It's kind of like being a baseball player. You're 0 for 2. You don't start slamming baseball bats and throwing helmets in the dugout. You might come up to the bottom of the ninth. So um, we'll, see. we'll see.
1: That was we- a lot of money in a 24-hour period, not going to lie. Uh, I, I don't feel as bad in the night game, given that we had an injury to a uh, show friend. Jake Hayner. It, yeah, it made me feel a lot better about, like, whatever, money. Yeah, $750 on a game. Where the guy has a high ankle sprain. The Sunday was I, I was not happy. The Panthers, uh, obviously, that was our bet. The commanders. I mean, I that's I just don't I don't I lost my confidence, guy. I lost my confidence as a gambler. I don't feel I look at the I, I look at the slate and I go, I don't even know where to start. I, I, I'm down to do a fate of the week. I think we both agree on the fate of the week. <laughs> the problem with the fade of the week, why are we, we going to fade moms and Andy? I mean, is that really good business?
2: Well, I mean, to me, the fades of the week would be the Colts plus seven, right? It's like, what is the, oh, I thought we were fading the chiefs. No, no, I know. I'm just saying uh, the, Oh, you're saying actually take the chiefs. No, no, no. I was
1: saying like most people are going to take the chiefs in that right, game, right, right, right. To kick yeah. their ass. I would That's say we saying. would
2: fade. Yeah. So, so the obvious picks that would be the, 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 the most painful picks would be the Colts plus seven <laughs> against the chiefs. Or to take, um, it's in Indy, right? Games in Indy, yeah, yeah. Or to take the Dolphins plus five and a half against the Buffalo Bills, aka the 2005 USC Trojans. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's
1: a good question. I don't. I, I see. I don't. I don't like doing fades. Yeah.
2: Well, I say you go a one on the side, John. That's the best fade I got. Uh, okay, John. Before going further, let's tell the people about our friends, our sponsor. As uh, our buddy Devin Atito Tito said, he's like. Tito's is for emotions. I don't know if they're making that the official national ad campaign slogan, John, but I think you coined that. And uh, it may be the emotion uh the, the, the Tito's ad <clears throat> slogan for gambling right now for him. <laughs> yeah. Tito's handmade vodka, John. Number one, the original craft vodka in this country. In 1995, Tito Beverage built his very own distillery, put his life savings in just like the ham lock of the week. And uh, since then, he's won the unanimous judges' double choice, choice double gold medal at the World Spirits Competition, the Chairman's Trophy for the world's best vodka tonic, and many others. Too many to list. Too many to list. It is the personal favorite of Haberman and Milka.
1: I, I think every time I have this drink and it's done right, I just go, "God, this is a good drink." Next time you're out and about and you're a little, you're a little, you need a little juice, and you know the older I've gotten, like I don't do Red Bull in Tito's. Not that, you know, I know some people do, but I don't do a Red Bull in them. my cocktails. I, I will go, though, the Espresso Martini with Tito's. And when it's done right, that thing melts in your mouth. Oh. And then you'll just go, give me another. Give me another. Uh, we, I love it. We had some of those at the
2: Yacht Club. Hashtag blue collar.
1: Oh, get the Yacht Club. Fantastic. How about at uh, Primo's in Danville? It's on tap. Espresso Martini's on tap with Tito's. So if you guys are in Danville, next time you're in Danville, uh, Espresso Martini's on tap.
2: That's
1: a freebie. Exactly. No one's paying for that. That's just, that's a personal, that's a personal thing. I'm not recommending. I'm just saying if you're in the area, you know, there are rules
2: we got to follow here. You're in the area driving around East Bay, you know, (laughs) if you happen to walk in Uh, for recipes, videos, and more, go to titosvodka.com distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas, 40% alcohol by volume, namely 80 proof, namely 80 proof, crafted to be savored responsibly.
1: You think Deshanto
2: needed some Tito's after he got
3: caught on the road? <laughs> I can't see shit.
2: Better video this week. DeChambeau going down or Russ? Russ running around telling runner pass. Let him
3: know. Runner pass. Hey nine six. Runner pass pass.
2: Hey nine six. I, I, I got to be honest,
1: our, our buddy Devin sent it to us. Obviously, we had many people, I think, DM it probably to us. That is like one of the least cheesy things. Now, his scale is so high. I, I just think he thinks he's doing the right thing. It's not that weird to be on the sideline, right, when the defense is on and scream,
2: run. No, everybody at Clovis West High School does it when, yeah. the, when the team's on defense. But,
1: but I, I would imagine some colleges do it. The random guys in the pros do it, you know.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> generally the guy's not in uniform, you know, probably do it. Yeah, you don't think coach is probably like on screaming
1: that? at the backup defensive lineman who also rotates. He's like, Russ, I'm fucking catching my breath here drinking a goddamn Gatorade. Shut up. I've never seen Saban <laughs> just
2: like hands on knees. Pass! <laughs> You'd think he'd yell it, you know, detail guy. It's not the craziest thing, right? To like the guy knows it's not, but who is reacting to that? That's the part I've never quite understood. Like, well, the problem TV is running with the receiver.
1: Well, I remember being at Fresno State, and when I was on the sideline, and you, if you scream "run" and it's play action, you're like, "Uh, you just kind of move to the side." <laughs> you
2: just go,
3: ah! Hell of a fake, coach. RPO, RPO, <laughs> yeah. RPO. I'd get
2: really specific. That's the guy that I would want. It's yeah. like, seven yard out, seven yard out, yep. bubble screen.
1: You better be right on that shit.
2: The guard's pulling.
1: That's why Rust has kept it very generic, runner pass.
2: Runner pass. I appreciate Rust being locked. He locked. was, he was down. Uh, we already mentioned some of our bets, John, but uh, we are also sponsored by Kings. Draft Kings. new customers right now, you could bet $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. Again, you bet just five bucks. On any NFL team to win, you can just bet on the Niners to win this week. If they win, you get $200 in free bets at the DraftKings Sportsbook when you sign up with the code Ham. Yep. Plus, with Same Game parlays, guy, you can combine multiple
1: bets. How about this? Maybe Colts and maybe Dolphins? Or is that getting risky? You know the parlays. You can make I'll some good coins.
2: Yeah, go Colts, Dolphins, Parlay. That's a great idea.
1: <laughs> I like that. DraftKings has been around for a while, so you know your funds are safe and can be withdrawn whenever
2: you want. That's right. Uh, go to DraftKings, go to the DraftKings Sportsbook, use the code HAM, minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Just check out the show notes for details, and we'll yep. get our uh, lock of the week later this week.
1: Yeah, d- download uh, the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. New customers use the promo code HAM, receive $200 in free bets if their team wins after placing a $5 pregame wager. That's promo code HAM only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Do it now.
2: All right. Go check it out, everybody. And, um, you know, we'll see what kind of uh, parlays are. Kansas at home, seven and a half against Duke. Hmm? Kansas three and oh. Coach's Coach foot already out the door. Lance Leipold on his way to Nebraska. Some people want him going to Nebraska. Check with my sources on the staff, John. Uh, UCLA, 21 and a half. Uh, maybe take that cover at Colorado this week. See what you see. how much you enjoy that. Go Bucks. Go who? Uh, Colorado. Uh, bu- go Buffs. Buffs. Uh, you know what? I don't hate the idea of Tampa, the Bucks against the Packers this week. See, I kind of like the Packers. Sammy Watkins, the Packers' leading receiver last week. Uh, 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 the four targets. The, Randall the, Bob, Bob. The Bucks' leading receiver is now suspended. You see that? Well, I, their top three <laughs> leading receivers are not available, but Cole Beasley is here to save the day, John. And um, as long as Tom Brady thinks he's Edelman or Amendola, I don't really see how they're going to skip a beat. They won't skip a beat. You, know? you never know. Walker got anything left? Yeah. Anyway. Uh, well, I mean, he's on the Dolphin staff. Yeah, you never know. He'll so come no, out not, of retirement. Not part of that. Not part of that. Uh, not part of that game. Uh, Monday Night Football. I saw you had a great tweet yesterday. You said, I don't want to be a complainer because there's plenty of that on this app. But I don't love the Monday Night game. Um, Being doubled up. Two games basically being at the same time. Staggered staggered by like 30 minutes, but essentially being at the same time. Not a doubleheader. No. Right,
1: A doubleheader at a game ends and a new one starts, correct?
2: That's right. So uh, I went back and looked at uh, the doubleheader from a couple years ago. Just picked the week one doubleheader. The ratings, like the first game, the second game, what happens. The second (laughs) game starts around, uh, what, 7.30 Pacific time, so 10.30 Eastern. The highest rated part of that second game, is the start of the game. The first 15 minutes of the game is the highest rated part of the game because it's 10-15, 10-30, people go to sleep, East Coast is out, and you're basically, you you lose like a whole time zone, right? So I watched that game last night and thought, I think, I think. Which game? Well, (laughs) both games. I think ESPN's experimenting here to see if they could kind of double up instead of doing double headers, have two games on, and in theory, the whole nation could watch, you know, Either game, whichever, or flip back and forth between both. Well, the games were bad, so it was not a great experiment because it, it ended up rating lower than the last Monday Night Football doubleheader did. Yeah, that, that would suck
1: if this experiment comes to fruition. So I hope that the failure, I just like one game. I, I said the previous week, Monday Night Football, thank you, Jesus, for whoever developed Monday Night Football. I I'm still haven't quite got to the bottom of it. Pete Rosell, Lamar Hunt, one of those types. They deserve a lot of credit, a one-off game where it's very easy to consume. I, I thought it was a little too difficult yesterday with Josh Allen, who's one of the superstars right now in sports. I want to take him in, but I can't because I'm also like the Eagles Viking game felt bigger in a weird way because that thing was already a blowout. And I just, I
2: got lost in the shuffle. Didn't like yeah. it. Aren't, uh, are uh, uh, sorry tell not. him no, <laughs> uh, uh-huh. Why am I suddenly Rune Arledge? Rune Arledge. That's the guy. I
1: I would hug the guy, but I think he would even tell you, listen, I understand streaming. I understand you got a lot of television options, you know, to put different games on different. Just keep it to the one, you know, just ride. There is nothing like Thursday night, Sunday night and Monday night. We just
2: you just take in the one game guy. Yeah, there's there's something to be said for. I want to watch the one game and not feel like I'm totally on the clock. I gotta be like back and forth, back and forth. What's going on here? What's going on there? We got a snap over here. We got a penalty over here. What happened? Couldn't even take right. the dog out to piss because there's let no halftime. Let me just chill and watch this game. Can I, I just chill and watch this Agreed. game? Agreed. It's I don't want shots, shots, shot, 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 shots every day of football. Sunday is for just a bender, but Monday, let me have a you know just a, a, a cold one and chill. I don't need shots every day, and that's it. It was stressful for me. The one thing they did. When I was watching the first game, the Bills game, uh, then the Eagles game started and like they got the red zone. So ESPN put them split screen, which was a reminder that the only thing a sports fan has wanted, as long as I've been a sports fan, is just the ability to go. I don't know if it's the networks. I don't know if it's the cable providers. I don't know if it's the televisions that prevent the technology that prevents us from doing that. Although I think YouTube TV, not a sponsor now lets you do just like split screen games or quad box. I know direct TVs lets you do that. You can do it on your you know streaming, right? Like you just got the Sunday ticket. I've got it. You can stream multiple games. You can put like three games on the screen, four games on the screen, whatever, right? We can never do that on the television. I just want to do that you, on the you television. You can? Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> uh, I just want to do that on the television. I don't know what, what, what. why are they... Remember for a minute, picture... Some of you might be too young to remember there was a thing called picture-in-picture picture, where you could like have a picture and then a smaller picture. And I've never got it to work, and I don't think it exists. People just stopped even trying. Um, but you need it. You need it, and uh, I, I want it. We want it. The consumer wants it. I, I guess YouTube. It's coming soon. But okay, so anti doubling up the game. Yes. Staggered.
3: Almost,
1: I'd be fine with two thirty kickoff, five thirty double kickoff. header. Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah. You. It, but the problem with the double header is you kind of get a geographical constraint because you could only put like West Coast teams in the second game, right?
1: Well, think about this, this upcoming week. In theory, it could be a terrible game. I know the Giants are 2-0, but they I've, I've watched them a couple times. Not a great watch. Cowboys got Cooper Rush. Actually, not a terrible watch because Micah Parsons is pretty good. But that game kind of sucks. But you know when it doesn't suck? When it's fucking Monday Night Football. You know why? Because we all watch.
2: So just let it be by itself. I'm yeah, cool that's with. a good point. You kind of... You uh, reduce the value of both games when you split them up instead of making it one big center stage. Exactly.
1: Now, Bill's Titans, even though it felt like that was
2: the second game last night in a weird way,
1: because it was. I mean, it was on ESPN with the second crew. Joe and Buck. were But it started first. But it started first. Yeah. That game, you know, if that game would have been
2: a one off, it would have felt huge. Yeah. But it felt a little different. It's funny, when it started, I thought the wrong game was on ESPN and ABC. But then I realized, well, the Philly market probably, you could put Philadelphia on. It just, I I don't know their logic of why one game was where and the other game was where, you know what I mean? Because
1: I think the Philly-Minnesota game, if there hadn't been a doubleheader, was the true Monday night game. Gotcha. This was, again, haven't seen the logic, but just an add-on. But coming into the season,
2: wouldn't the Bills-Titans felt bigger? uh, Or you think Vikings-Eagles feels bigger? Well, I just think that was the game. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just asking you, what was a more worthy standalone Monday night game? If
1: the Titans career? hadn't traded A.J. Brown and lost their star pass rusher that game, they were the one seed, the Bills, like the three seed, that would have made sense. But do you agree, like, just watching the two on, it felt like Minnesota-Philly was a little bigger?
2: Yeah, partly maybe ABC. Uh, partly the Titans. The Titans' Kirk brand Cousins doesn't quite pop. Big time. Big, you know, when I see Kirk Cousins, I think P.T. Pier. Yeah, so does Kyle. God, I, did you watch Cousins? Was I don't know if I texted you this or I just thought it out loud last time. I'm like, I could you imagine
1: Kawakami? I I was reading his article. He said he's a free agent. I think in 24. So you just you never know. Keep an eye. Makes me throw I, up in my I, I mouth. I will not
2: keep an eye. I've kept enough eyes. Yeah. I've seen it enough. What'd you think of um, you know Jalen Hurts was a guy who has I think probably a lot of people, myself included. I was not I was not bullish on. Jalen Hurts is a um, like true NFL starter when he came into the league at quarterback. Somebody hit me last night on Twitter. They're like, it's been obvious. Look at the, such a high level player he was, but you know he got replaced in college. A lot of guys have, so that that in and of itself is
1: my not guy that was drafted five overall. I mean, he's a polarizing player, but Tua was sure you know
2: superior Absolutely. player. And then he went to Oklahoma and had a really good year. Um, and he looks really good. I mean, he looks fantastic. Part of it is how he's playing. Part of it is just the basic way that he looks. He throws a beautiful ball. He runs with confidence. He's a very smooth runner. He's a nimble runner. Um, he just, he's an impressive guy.
1: Very confident player. I, I, I made a lot of jokes last night because Jalen Hurts yeah. carries the ball a shitload on social media streets. And one thing in 2021 that the Eagles did for Jalen Hurts because he was an inaccurate quarterback – and he struggled to throw the football, is that about early on, I, I don't know the exact date when they made the move, but they basically transitioned their entire offense to resemble what he did with Lincoln Riley. And while Lincoln Riley and Caleb and those guys are throwing it a lot, I think a lot of people have this misconception that he's kind of like air raid. You know, when you think just like throw the ball, spread it out. He runs the ball a lot and, or did it Oklahoma, right? When he had star running backs and P. Ryan, Mixon, Trey Sermon, like running backs were a big part of his offense. And obviously the quarterback running with Kyler, with Jalen, have played huge roles in his offense. And that's what the Eagles did last year. And they ran him all the time with the running backs. And they ran a pretty, quote unquote, collegiate level offense that I, I see a lot of you know, on the social media streets with the Niners, people complaining that Kyle did with, with uh, his quarterback. Even though Jalen, as a player, much more experienced playing at Alabama and then Oklahoma and then Wally Pipping. Well, actually, he didn't Wally Pip. He literally just beat him out because Carson Wentz sucked. He replaced him and he was just a better player. And ultimately, they got that year of running him. Now, he's a very instinctive player. Like I, You and I talked about this yesterday when we were there. You cannot watch Jalen, not not even talking about how he's improved as a passer, but just as a football player. It comes very natural to Jalen Hurts, right? Just moving around with the football. It, it feels like a natural movement when he's scrambling or he's running. Why? He's been doing that his entire life, and he's very comfortable doing that. He did it against Alabama players in in practice to now the Eagles in practice, and it, it, it works, but... While they did this, clearly this year he came back and proved to them that, like, hey, I'm a much better thrower. And what did they do? They went out and traded for A.J. Brown. So now he has two wide receivers.
2: Can I interject for one second? Go ahead. I mean, they traded like they traded for A.J. Brown, and then he also became a much better thrower, right? It could be that it worked that way. True, but, I mean, he was hitting Devonte last night. When I yeah, I'm him. just saying that, like, you know, his receivers are gotten a lot better. Infinitely upgraded when you add AJ Brown. I mean, we watched the Titans last night. They looked awful without AJ Brown.
1: Yeah, they, they look terrible. Anyway, but, but it doesn't Fantastic matter. I mean,
2: player. Just, whatever. No one ever goes, you're 68% completion guy, but you've got good receivers. It doesn't matter how you
1: do it. 100%. So whether AJ's on the team or not, like he clearly is just throwing the ball right now with more confidence. And they got here by running a quote unquote remedial collegiate offense early on in his career. And they are transitioning out of it as he's proving with improved players on the outside, right, uh, to be a more competent thrower. So it's almost like, guy, teams will put training wheels on a guy that they believe in to just ultimately get to where you can remove the training wheels and let them ride the bike.
2: I I feel obligated to play somewhat devil's advocate here a little bit in that putting training wheels on the guy doesn't mean you believe in him. It just means this is our best option right now, right? (laughs) Well, let's see what happens. Okay. You, you rephrase it that way.
1: Put training wheels on the offense because that's the only way to get the bike to the destination. Yeah. And it did. It got them to nine wins and they made the playoffs. But remember in the playoff game, because against Tampa, you can't just run it against Tampa Bay. And that's going to be interesting this week, Tampa against Green Bay. What does Green Bay want to do a lot? They just ran for 200 yards against the Bears. That's the kind of their offense. Run those guys and then throw off there. So... Jalen couldn't throw against them and they got housed. I know technically they kind of had this fake comeback, but they got worked in that game. It does feel watching him early on this season because of his third year in the league, improving third year in the league. Uh, But remember, he kind of essentially redshirted as a rookie. He got to play a little at the end when Carson Wentz got kicked out and became the full-time starter as a second-year player. And as a second-year player with a lot of collegiate work was nowhere near good enough as a passer and still, I, I mean, obviously I'm comparing the Trey Lance situation. Trey Lance has an infinitely stronger arm than Jalen. Like Jalen does not have a strong arm. Trey is a much more physically gifted passer, but clearly Jalen's accuracy. He's a third year. Trey's it, a second that's the year. It's interesting you say that.
2: I, I, don't, I don't know if I would have felt that way, um, but I'm basing that off. Jalen throws, I think, a really good, a really nice deep ball. Maybe you see it. Where does it show up? Does it show up for you there or it shows up for you in like. Yeah, I mean, Trey intermediate can throw the deep throws.
1: ball for it. I just think he's got, you know, let's just say pick a number. Trey's throwing 90. He has a 95
2: mile an hour fastball. Jalen's yeah. probably 92. Yeah. But I feel like he's. I, I know the, Eagles, do, really the Eagles
1: don't view his, his arm yeah. as like as plus. Yeah.
2: yeah. Interesting. Um, you know, I, I think part of this, too, and Troy Aikman said it last night at the end of the broadcast, because that game on Monday night for Jalen Hurts was a fantastic game, right? It was a great game. It was like, it wasn't Tua's game of the day, but it was a pro, pro, I mean, one of the highlights of his young career, right? And and Troy's thing at the end of the game was, okay, he's got to keep doing it. Let's just see. Like, this league is about doing it over and over and over and over again. Cowboy hater. Cowboy hater? Maybe that's what it is. I mean, 30 – what was he? He was uh, 31 of – no, 26 of 31. That's 84% for 333, a touchdown and a pick. Week one against the Lions, he was 18 of 32, which is 56%. So, you know, he's played two games. One was not good, one was really good.
1: How many how many rush attempts for the young man? Because when I watch Jalen Hurts, I go, they are relying on his legs still a lot.
2: So s- 17 in the first game, correct? Uh, well, PFF gives us like design, not designed run, like run plays versus scrambles. So he's had 15 total. He had eight in the first game and seven last night. Um, like a zone
1: read or a run. Would Yeah. So it can
2: either be a, you know, like a, a called run. It can be a sneak. It can be a, a, a zone read that you keep that type of thing. Um, so that's. Those were his, I'm not, I got to find his scrambles. So, okay. So he's basically split it. He's got 14 total scrambles this year and 15 designed runs this year. So So he has, he has ran past the line of scrimmage designed or scrambled almost 30 times. That's right. Yep. The first game he did it 17 times. And then last night he did it, uh, 12 times.
1: Which clearly he's
2: improved a lot as a
1: thrower. I would say even from last year, his best skill, which is I would say one of the better skills in the NFL at quarterback, like his running ability is pretty potent. Correct?
2: Yeah, very. I would say very (laughs) potent. Like he is. He is. um, He. It seems to me when he runs, it's kind of like I'd put it in Kyler. I don't know if the game slows down when Josh runs. Um, Josh Allen. You know what I mean? But it feels like the game slows down when Kyler runs for Kyler. It feels like the game slows down for Jalen when Jalen Hurts runs. Do you agree with that? Like when Josh runs, it feels like he's just trying to get point A to point as far as I can go is where I'm going. Yeah. He's Josh like Allen. He's like a Hummer. Jalen Hurts is like not in a rush, right? Kyler is not in a rush. Kind of the way Russell used to be. Yeah. Um, especially behind the last scrimmage, like not in a rush. Uh, and I would say that's that is dangerous. I don't know if you saw the the stat. He's kind of got in a weird way. I, they're different people.
1: Some younger Russell Wilson vibes. Russell had a more powerful arm,
2: but it's the but body. Just, I think it's like the compact, yeah, body.
1: compact body, very under control. He never looks like a shitty play. He just kind of hops back up. He's they really, I'm guy. I mean, they really like his just confident demeanor of and not in a cocky way, but like an inner belief. That they kind of fell in love with early on. And that's you know when the Wentz thing happened, like he was just ready. And last year, even through the ups and downs, it was like pretty unfazed. And and yeah. you think about it, like, why would he be unfazed? Who taught him? I don't know, Saban. <laughs> I mean, there is something to be said, like learning at that school, right? Well, just remember the video safety.
2: the yeah, at Alabama, Lincoln also, and you remember the video of, of him squatting six hundred pounds or whatever it was that went. That viral? was in Oklahoma, right? Yeah, I think what we'll get forgotten about that video is, you know, he hadn't played a game at Oklahoma yet. Like, he was still really new at Oklahoma. The whole team gathered around him cheering for him, watching him do that, right? So in some ways, he really stepped into a good spot because Carson Wentz's M.O. was not a guy who the whole team stands around and supports.
1: Well, do you remember part of his Alabama career that the way the chapter basically ended was, didn't Tua get hurt and he had to come back in the game? Remember that? In like the, in the, Final four. You're saying Tua got hurt, so he, well he oh, got yeah, re- he year. got replaced. Right. Yes, he yes. got replaced. That's right. And he was the backup, but something happened to Tua. He comes in, he leads him
2: year. Was that the year Tua got his his
1: hip ripped, uh, or was that the no? That that was Tua? Mac Jones. So oh, it was the right. previous year when Tua became the starter, and Jalen was the backup, but it, like he handled it like a pro. And then something happened to Tua, either in the SEC championship game or the Final Four, yeah. the first game. Jalen comes in; they're they're getting they're losing, and leads them to a couple touchdown drives, and it's awesome. And I I'm pretty sure Tua then even played in the national championship game because that would have been against Clemson. The one Trevor Lawrence beat him in. Uh, it was the SEC championship game, yeah, against Georgia.
2: Thank you, Joe. Might have been Florida. I forget. I mean, it's just... so is Jalen, Trey, or Jimmy? I can't tell from that analogy. But he's both. Yeah. (laughs) Both guys. Um, He's he's not as – I mean,
1: Jalen doesn't possess the physical skills to ever get drafted as high as Trey. Jalen's physical skills from a thrower were viewed Jimmy-ish while he went in the second round. Because he, as a runner, honestly, where I was wrong, I thought like, hey – I don't think this guy can play quarterback. I've watched him throw at Oklahoma. I know a lot of buddies that did. They didn't like him that much in the NFL. But his running skills, like, could this guy just be an NFL running back? He's like a starting NFL running back. Because clearly he is a dominant runner of the football.
2: Dominant. Yeah. Like, I mean. That'll get you dragged on the internet, John. Watch out, uh, Bill Polian. Was that his take? Uh, his well, take
1: was it Lamar? was Lamar. It was Lamar. But Lamar was much more highly thought of than this guy as a thrower.
2: Yeah. I mean, Lamar's a first-round pick.
1: 32, though. I understand. I'm just saying like this, this guy was much more polarizing in the sense of a lot of people did not think he was a good player in college. Yeah. Rel, relative. They thought he was I mean, limited. Yeah. I mean, obviously he's a good college player, but you know what I mean? From a yes. prospect standpoint. Yes. You don't start at Alabama and Oklahoma. He has, he's had a pretty fascinating career. His football life is good because in a weird way he was, Written off at the highest level, a little Burrow style, well, but he was guys, playing.
2: Yeah, exactly. Guys transfer like Burrow or Baker, or Kyler. Did Kyler they, transfer? Yeah, he yeah. transferred in. AM. Yeah. 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 Uh, but that's before they played. <laughs> yeah. Jalen had led a team in the national championship game, in part, you know. Um, well, let's talk about it from a Josh Allen perspective. We we because that has been the comp that a lot of people have used. We've talked about the similarities or the things that you hope to project on Trey that Josh Allen may have. Uh, and then from a rushing standpoint, Josh Allen's numbers have been used, as have others. But here's the numbers from, again, PFF breaks down the scrambles versus just the designed runs. Doesn't differentiate between, you know, QB sneaks where the only run option on the play is the quarterback sneak or an RPO or a zone read, whatever. Um, but here it is for. For Josh Allen, we're in season five, takeout season five. It's only been two games, which is tough because, you know, Trey's only played in four games. So Josh Allen's played as many years as Trey Lance has started games, which is part of I don't love using numbers for that reason. But the sample size is small. But anyway, so his rookie year, Josh Allen ran 5 percent of the time by design um, on the balance of his career. It was almost 8 percent. It was 7 percent. Last year it was five and a half percent. So Josh Allen has run the ball about 6% of the time by design, not counting scrambles. Trey Lance, you know, not a lot of games here. Uh, 179 snaps last year, 84 snaps this year. Last year was 15% QB runs. This year was 14% QB runs. It was 12. It was three this week, past week, and nine in week one. So that number is obviously, it's more than double Josh's number as a percentage. So that's been used as an example that that Kyle was at a disproportionate level putting Trey Lance in harm's way. Um, so w- what do you think of that? Let's start there. Well,
1: the recent numbers, like the last year or even the last two years, Josh has become a potent thrower of the football, wouldn't you say? I mean, last year he was an MVP candidate. So his well, most valuable skill as a player is
2: is one of the most valuable skills in the league him throwing the football. I actually think is it feels like we've all kind of dived into these numbers over the last 3 days since Trey got hurt. One of my takeaways reading it is like if I were a Bills fan, I would kind of wonder out loud, my guy is such a good thrower. Do we need to do this stuff with him or can we kind of leave that stuff behind, only break it out when we really have to? I, you know, I remember Justin Herbert's year at Oregon not to get us too far off track here but you know I think um, Marcus uh, Marcus Roy the offensive coordinator Mario Cristobal they've got a little heat at the time because they weren't really using Justin Herbert uh, people felt like they weren't using his skills um, but what they did if you might remember this John in the Pac-12 championship game against Utah all of a sudden all of a sudden they started running him so they kind of kept that back because they didn't want to – he'd been hurt a couple times. They didn't want to get him hurt. And then in the title game when the championship was on the line, all of a sudden here came J- Justin Herbert RPOs out of nowhere. Uh, Justin Herbert bootleg runs out of nowhere. And it changed the whole game. They won the championship because of that.
1: Didn't they win the Rose Bowl with him running in a touchdown?
2: Yeah, they, win, they won the Rose Bowl with him running also. On a touchdown. You're right. So I do – I I know I'm taking a lost track from Trey here, but I, I actually have kind of thought if you're Josh Allen, if you're a Bills fan, like, man, Josh is such a good thrower. Is this really necessary? But anyway, keep going.
1: Yeah, I'm not. If your quarterback can really throw, that would be something to bring up. But I think my Jalen thinking of guys like young Lamar running the football is going to be one of their more potent skills when they when they are working out how to throw the football at an NFL level. And I think that was question marks for for Josh too early in his career. I would say he he proved by the you know end of the second year. Now, he got to play a lot. Like you say, he started immediately, gets to play, gets to work through it. This yeah, gets they went
2: six ten rookie year.
1: This gets back to these games mattered. And I they just lost. Like, part of this, the context of this was like, what just happened the previous week? 19 to 10. They scored 10 fucking points. And, well, why did they struggle? Well, once Elijah Mitchell got hurt, what could happen? They couldn't run the ball. And then they had to throw. And what happened? Couldn't really throw. It's like, well... It was a driving rainstorm. Well, the other guy threw two touchdowns. Well, Middlecoff, one play was a broken play. Well, yay, yeah, pulled the play out of his ass. That's part of the quarterbacks. Josh Allen does it. Mahomes does it. Justin Herbert does it. Lamar or Kyler. These guys. part of being a being a potent athlete at the quarterback position is being able to pull things out of crevices of your body. I mean, that's 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 why you get drafted really high. Ultimately, I'm as big of a Kyler hater as there could be. I will never dispute that that guy doesn't terrify you. Fourth and one game on the line. What happens? He beat you. Uh, th- those that stretch of plays the other day to score the touchdown with his legs and then the two point play is like. Well, did you see the stat on the the
2: two point on the on the play he made with his legs? The best part is there's was also play a game in the middle of. The I know, play. but he ran eighty nine yards on that play. That the the play where he got out of the Max Crosby.
1: I heard someone say it was twenty second play. If, I, I, all
2: I know is it I I doesn't saw, feel that long,
1: but it was pretty long.
2: I saw a clip that was like if Pat Summerall and John Madden called this play. <laughs> it was I, Caliendo. I,
1: I just think part of the issue is you and I. We talked about this yesterday, and we ended up not talking about it. We were going to save it till the day. It's like the word I keep seeing is stop running quarterback power. They have not been running quarterback power. Quarterback power is. Quarterback sweep is a design. There are no other options, right? When you run sweep or a power to a running back, you're handing the ball to the guy. Outside zone, right? It's a famous Shanahan play. There's one option in that play. Quarterback runs, hands it off. He stretches it and picks a lane. They are running zone reads where there are several options, and that like that is a my, my guy. You know, on the internet streets yesterday, a lot of bullets flying as I'm being sarcastic. And my guy, PFF, Steve, former Giants minor leaguer, he's like, wait, are people actually making a big deal about this? And I was like, well, people would be strong on social media streets. Yeah. And he's like, for running, for running read option counters with the quarterback, like isn't, do they watch the NFL? Because Kyle's been pretty defensive at with this, right? The last two, do you guys watch football? And I do agree. Like, are we not watching these fucking games of these running quarterbacks? How do we keep asking these questions? Because also, Trey is choosing to keep the ball, which I'd argue a couple times, wrong decisions. Like, I, I, I think you and I were just talking about one thing that was bullish on Trey with his North Dakota State offense is they did ran a lot of zone reads, and he was very confident with it all. And then you watch him in the NFL, it feels like he's yanking the wrong time, he's doing this, he's doing that, when he should be, well, the defensive end, he's reading that guy. Well, part of it is being instinctive. We talked about this the last couple of days. Having a feel. Well, yeah, I should not give here, but no chance this guy touched Ray Ray and he walks into the end zone. You watch Jalen. How often if you we sat down with Sirianni and I actually Sirianni's not even calling the place like his his other little minion kind of uh, no Gann is a defensive coordinator. They have some other offensive coordinator that I've heard is pretty good. But when you go, when you run a zone read play. Oh, Steichen. Yeah, yeah. People are like, this guy's stud. With Jalen, or I think if you ask Harbaugh with Lamar, just the zone read concepts from the moment they got there. How often does he not make the right decision? And even when you've coached him to do something, does he make the right decision? You're like, you know, he shouldn't have done that, but he knew and it worked. Because part of football is, I don't know, make a play. Isn't that one thing uh, coaches always say? Listen. This is the this is the the construct of the play, but sometimes we got to adapt on the fly, not be a robot. And it felt like, which I understand, he's so young. It, everything was going so fast. And the decisions on just the zone read, which for a lot of these guys, Kyler, Lamar, obviously Jalen, we've talked a lot with Kaepernick, it's the easiest part of the sport for them. Like their, their deal is like, I got to become a better passer. I got to be more accurate passer, but that I can hang my hat on that early on. And we can build off that. Then Kyle tries to do that. And everyone freaks the fuck out. Like he's got Peyton Manning. It it, it baffles me. It, It honestly makes no sense. You're using all these stats. It's like, well, run up the gut. No, he's choosing to keep. And on some of these, he's making the wrong decisions. So it's like. What I would be fascinated, and they will never say this, and it feels like we're being so negative on the guy. I, we're just acknowledging that it's, it was not going as hopeful as the projection, as smoothly with the basic element of what we thought was going to be his game, just the zone read stuff. We, we, we all knew the passing. I mean, it was it's a work in progress for most guys. Last year, Trevor Lawrence was all over the map. Like, no problem with that. But it's like, wait, I can't even – I'd be fascinated if you sat down with Kyle – and even McDaniel last year, when some of those plays like, you know, he should have given it this time. He shouldn't. And it makes sense. You got Chandler Jones flying up. That, that guy moves a little quicker than the, the outside backer from Weber State yes. or South Dakota State. And it felt like the speed of the game. I pushed back. You were on this from the beginning and I was maybe I was hopeful. I was like, you know, I think he's just figuring out. But you realize when you're playing playoff level games and every game for the Niner matters. Yeah. You can't the the, the kind of pitter pattering because that is one thing these other running quarterbacks. Ne- it never feels like Kyler or Lamar from the moment they started playing, even Fields running around. Like the one thing they immediately have is just like their athletic ability and their speed, and that's where everyone's like, "Well, he's not as good of an athlete as those guys." Well, th- that's that was what we was promoted.
2: That that's where well, I think I mean, this look, whole thing's kind of becoming limbo. We watched his college tape. Um, his college numbers are productive as a runner they're very good as a runner but i think a cu- couple things i'll push back on or respond on um, i said last week i thought 13 carries now not all of them were obviously design runs nine of them week one was too many i think part of the challenge here is that we're using these tray numbers before we really have a legitimate sample size on him right but if they were going to run them this many times per game for 17 weeks i think it's reasonable to say he wasn't going to make it 17 weeks and I do think that was too much especially if we take what you just said which is that he doesn't look comfortable as a runner well if we're going to give Nick Sirianni the Eagles a lot of credit for figuring out what uh their quarterback Jalen Hurts is most comfortable with and does well and having him do that stuff then I think it's fair to question is Trey comfortable as a runner because if he's not maybe That puts you in harm's way being uncomfortable as a runner. And that's been my belief from the beginning is that he's not a totally comfortable NFL runner and that running him puts him in compromising positions and that you're actually not doing what's best for the team. Which is a fact, which is like a known fact. Now he gets put in compromising positions when he runs
1: because he's not comfortable in space. Right, right. We saw Isaiah Simmons year one, this thing year two. He
2: just, he kind of hesitates. So Kyle's evaluation that, and this is, you know, I I saw, um, okay. Don't, don't, don't run them. Then do what though? No, 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 no. Well, I was going to say, hold on. was just, was just, uh, uh, Richard Sherman said yesterday, did you see this on his podcast? Missed it. Basically. I think I'll paraphrase. I think they're, you know, they're a better team right now with Jimmy, not a dramatic take, not a wild take. Um, I, I tried to find the video. So if I'm misquoting him a little bit, someone give me the real quote, but, I couldn't find the video before we started the podcast. Um, but, you know, I do think Kyle's evaluation clearly, and this is where, and maybe it's grasping at straws. It sounds a little crazy. Would Kyle have run him that way if he didn't have Jimmy Garoppolo? Because if you don't have Garoppolo as the backup, then maybe the evaluation is like, all right, what is best for him? What is best for the team? But the the number one thing we need is to not have Brock Purdy or Nate Sudfeld playing in games. So we'll give up a little bit of his effectiveness to make sure that he's just on the field because he's still better than my other options. I don't know. But I do think at the end of the day, what you were going to need from him was to be able to throw the football effectively. And you put at risk his ability to develop that skill by running him a lot. Now, maybe you run him a lot, nothing ever happens, and you get lucky. Uh, Like I said, I'd be a little concerned about how much Josh Allen runs. But Josh is a more confident runner, it feels like. Um, he's a more physical runner, even though Trey's big and maybe Trey would have developed that understanding when to take a guy on, when to slide, even though sliding can get you hurt too. I I just, there's not a debate. Like you are in harm's way more. If you run the ball more, my question for Kyle would be is what we've seen through two weeks because the bears game, I mean, it's in a driving rainstorm. So maybe he was going to run the ball that much. Then Elijah Mitchell gets hurt. Then Ty Davis price gets hurt. So maybe he was going to run the ball more. I don't know. Like his running backs are dropping like flies. Like we know that Debo's in harm's way when he runs the ball, right? Because Debo's in big collisions. Although I know Kyle said the other day, you know, Debo's in big collisions everywhere, which I thought was kind of bullshit until I saw Debo get chased down from behind and somehow end up in a head-to-head collision. (laughs) I'd never seen that before. He ended up in a head-to-head collision in the Seahawks game. Well, he, he,
1: him and Kittle are the same. He instigated that collision. He lowered he his shoulder and said, "I'm going to fuck you up," and it's the reason we love that dude. Yeah, yeah, but but clearly you not- know, on that on that play, on that play, as someone around the Niners told me, Debo never should have got the ball. Trey should have kept. He made the wrong decision. Now, well, did he? That's where the instincts come in. Debo made four people miss: the guy right at the line of scrimmage, and then
2: three more defenders on the second level. He's a very good running back. Um, and Kyle is really running back. Good. You could argue that Kyle's made the same decision with Trey that he's made with Debo. Losing Debo would be devastating. Putting him in harm's way is bad, but this is what I have to do. At the end of the day, it actually feels like Debo runs the ball more than he actually does. I I think he had, what, do you have three or four carries in that game of the day? I got to double check here. Uh, well, because he still gets like bubble screens and stuff, so he gets the ball a lot behind
1: the line of scrimmage, swing routes. He lines up in the backfield sometimes when he doesn't even get the ball. Now they they do that with Ray Ray too. I mean it's part of the. I'm in the Dolphins like it's it's part of the modern day version of this whole thing. You know, the the Packers can't do it because they don't have players like that. So Debo had four carries. I, I've seen Cooper Cup kind of you know run back and kind of run around. It's not yeah. as you're right. It's 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 they end violently, so it feels powerful when he runs. And Trey's had some violent endings to his runs. He, here's the thing though. I, I hear what you're saying about the running. So let's cut the runs in half and those equal passes. Uh, What's his percentage? Yeah, if they don't feel like because people throw deep. We, Mahomes and Josh Allen don't throw deep every play. The majority of throws, I would say, are within 15 yards and in, which they don't feel he's accurate all at all on. And one thing I asked, like, what have the last couple of weeks been like at practice? Asked someone, they said very up and down, and it just goes to running basic stuff. And obviously that's the hard part about the runs at practice. Like at least a, a play, a, a pass at practice. Like if we run a full speed, whatever, an out route or a dig route or just something, it is between the quarterback, the steps, and the wide receiver. Like that—that that is the route, right? That—that That is the play. The run play is nowhere near the same, correct? Because <laughs> you're not tackling. It's just completely different. At least the route I can just go, would this work or not? Because the passing game is much – and it's like, hey – there's not corner one-on-one coverage, just kind of each kind of tackle fall down. It's 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 much more transferable than the run game. And I think in your in your mind, you go, this is what this guy's done before. He's comfortable with it. I hear you. He does not look comfortable with it. But w- what else were they going to do? Because we just saw when they score, and this is what I keep getting back to, when they score 10 points and the passing offense looked like a joke, well, it was a driving rain monsoon. Fields made plays in it, man. He, he just did. I I mean, what was his percentage at the end of the day? Not great, I don't think. But I'm just saying he pulled a couple
2: plays, and he was like, well, broken plays out of his butt. Well, that's he did, and that's why we're drafting these guys high. I I think it's fair to say that Bears game is like if we had 17 games, we'd throw that game out statistically, right? We just don't have 17 games. We got four starts from Trey, right? I agree to the point. Ultimately, 10 points against one of the worst teams in the league? I, I get it. I do understand it. But I do think you could easily make the case that even though the clearly Kyle's argument was like our best chance to win is to use Trey as a runner, which I understand. I don't think it's crazy, but I also think you could make the point that uh, were you going to really be a championship team? Trey is not the runner that you use Colin, right? That Colin is. Were you going to be a championship level team, or was your best chance to try and get him up to speed as a thrower as quickly as possible? I, I think we got not that our, you can't do both. I mean, you can get him up to speed as a thrower we, while also we, running him.
1: Listen, we're arguing this, yeah.
2: not you, and I, but I'm just saying. Oh, look, we are. Is, I'm just trying to be fair to the whole this conversation.
1: This is just this is just an ongoing conversation. I think the 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 thing the only thing that actually matters is the coach did not believe in this guy. We saw it last year, and we started seeing it again this year. Correct. And that, that, to me, I think we need to do a better um, job of asking why. Like, why? Yeah. It's like, because everyone's like, have him throw more. Why doesn't Kyle Shanahan? Every People keep fucking acting like this guy's the village idiot. Everyone We all acknowledge he's one of the best offensive coordinators in the league and has been. His own players say that. They've had a ton of success, won four playoff games in three years, yet he is not comfortable with having him throw short routes, intermediate routes. Not happen. What about the Texans game? Yeah, when he hit one big play that Kyle schemed up for Debo over the middle, they were down 7-3 at halftime to a four-win team. They, they were getting embarrassed. Like it, it was a problem. He made some plays in the second half, but people act like he he threw four or five touchdowns in that game. He did not. I I, I don't I wish this guy was good. I, I wanted him to be awesome, but for whatever reason, the
2: head coach did not believe in him. Did not. Why? Why? That's well because I mean let's also acknowledge the head coach well, when I say didn't trust believe in did but yeah, didn't right like didn't doesn't believe in Jimmy at the end of the half at uh, the end of the first half of the Super Bowl against the which, Chiefs but it's right? understandable like Jimmy's got limitations yeah, but we had a lot more game data on Jimmy I think we all let's not ignore the fact that we all agreed last year that the number one thing Trey Lance needs to do is play in football games right these practices that we went to and he did some great stuff and he did some highly questionable stuff no one can hit him no one can tackle him
1: I, I just don't know why more rumors about like an unnamed player like thinks you know they, we should let it rip with Trey. We we're not we're not like it's kind of weird. None wait, of that wait, stuff ever that.
2: happened. Expl- oh, that players weren't well. I mean, nothing gets rumored when it comes to the Niners for the most.
1: Yeah, part. but I mean, a lot of rumors have been coming out about the Jimmy thing for about a month now. The, what rumors about the Jimmy thing? Like that they'd be better off with Jimmy Garoppolo. That's kind of been a running theme.
2: Yeah, I mean, a lot that that rumors came out. Sunday when Silver wrote it. I no, don't but that, I, I feel like that. Weren't we talking
1: about that in camp? That
2: well, like- there was there was a story that one player said something in the offseason to somebody. I wouldn't say there were. I mean, there were. we were all kind of wondering, do they feel that way? I don't think there were like an unnamed Niner player week one of camp thinks they'd be better with Jimmy. I don't think we quite had that. I think we were all thinking like certainly that's a reasonable thing for people to think. Right. I'm just saying one of the reasons Kyle may not have believed in Trey because Trey didn't have enough time to really prove to Kyle that he was worthy of belief. I, Listen, I like I'm just trying to keep it as like I think we can be as conservative as possible and still reach the same conclusion without saying, you know, Kyle definitely didn't believe in the guy. Well, but but I agree. I mean, I I go back from a play and, calling I'm, standpoint. Someone could was, go check my tweet, the timing of my tweet, like right after Trey got hurt. Like he did believe his best chance to win was to run him. Some. More than some, more than other quarterbacks have been run before, right? You did believe that. And I think part of his calculation was uh, the risk is worth the reward because I think this is the only way to win. Now, here's the one one other thing I'll say before you jump back in is we don't have proof that Kyle is right about that because Trey only played two games. We don't have proof that Kyle was right that this was the only way to win with Trey. I do understand why he felt that way, but we don't have proof that he's right about that. Facts, and and I'll be the first to say
1: coaches get things wrong, but my point is he did not believe in him, and it didn't feel like that there was a mutiny coming of the group, saying like this guy's getting screwed, i.e. the team. You know, I think felt like the no, team I- was in agreement with Kyle, like let's we got to kind of ease this thing in. And using the Jalen Hurts example is like it's worked for the other team of like run heavy. Now, like you said, he's a much better runner. You, you we're finding out quickly. Like Trey is a hesitant, unsure runner. So that my whole point is like then what? Does he do well? Inaccurate quarterback and not a good runner. It, it was it was trending like there were some question marks.
2: Well, look, and I would even say a lot of people went to camp and watched a bunch of Trey Lance throws. You, me, a lot of people, the people that cover the team Fans, day, fans were there. Um, go back and watch all the videos we did from camp if you want, or go back and watch some of the stuff we said last year. Some of the post-camp videos were us saying, oh, my God, he made some great plays today. And there were plenty of post-camp videos and post-game videos from last year of us saying, What this is not ideal. There are some things they're going to have to figure out here, right? And um, if he wasn't hurt, maybe he would have had 17 games of figuring out. If Jimmy wasn't here and Trey wasn't hurt, we would have had a full season of watching it. But we don't get that.
1: Right? Well, w- one conclusion I think you and I came to yesterday, and I, we talked about this before we hopped on today, most people were in agreement universally that like, God, this is an incredible spot to land into. And I would say for the most part, if you're you just, a, that? yeah, but I, I, I underestimated how big a project, like how hard it, I guess how hard it is for a project. And this would have been the same for Josh Allen on a team whose expectations is to win playoff games. I, I think that is actually the the wrong spot to be in now i'm in uh, mac jones would have been an easier fit though under no circumstances can you draft mac jones so you got to draft this guy but then there's the question of like jimmy garoppolo is a better player right now than trey lance that's he just is i mean the players all know it the coach knows it most people not on twitter.com know it but like it's because they're trying to win this week in denver because they're trying to win next week with the Rams. Now in three years, obviously, you know, the guy with more talent in theory can improve and become a really good player, but good teams don't have the time to figure it out and potentially go seven and 10 because he's completely over his head. It's just, it's really, really difficult to have, like Kenny Pickett this year. It's like, well, he's played five years, whatever. Honestly, the Steelers are insane. Just put him in, see if he's got something. He's actually ready to go. He's taking a couple of snaps. Maybe he's not good enough. Who knows? But at least experience wise, he might be ready. Like, it's hard to have a project with a team that's this good. And it was, I think, universally thought of the other way. And now it was easy to see, like, yeah, this this was going to be a problem. Because you know what? 19 to 10. We just saw it week one 19 to 10. Dwelly wide fucking open, airmailing. Now, Jimmy oh, does wow. that too. Yeah. But it's just that that is just not acceptable. It, it was. I don't
2: think this is about. I, I think to make it about the Bears game is a mistake. I,
1: I know, but my point is what well, that symbolizes a team you're but a seven point favorite, they're of one of the worst teams in the league. You should
2: kick their ass, and you lose 19 to 10, and everyone's. But furious. they've lost that game before without Trey Lance. Jimmy's lost some version of that game before 100%. But it's different when the guy has a little equity and a guy like, could we just lose a lot of these games? <laughs> but it's not, but it's not proof that they were going to lose those. Games 100 before, No one right? could it's all unknown. We could end up in a playoff game with Jimmy Garoppolo this year where all of a sudden they need the thing that Trey Lance has, right? What a, a guy, could happen could this happen. week. We could watch them play a game and go, oh, my God. Th- this is I, independent from Jimmy's, like, talent. This is more based yeah. on, like –
1: could they go like three wins on the road this year? Because well, Trey is just right. completely we, overwhelmed. We should
2: remove Jimmy from it. That's right. Because Jimmy didn't just take his job. Trey got hurt. And that's why Jimmy Garoppolo was playing. Trey Lance didn't get benched. So we let's remove Jimmy from it for a second. There was development that had to happen. I don't think that's debatable. I think that's debatable. Um, although Wheelie on the stream says, we need a third white guy and a snapback to settle this debate. That's a very funny comment. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast, both snapbacks backwards. Actually, we we're both wearing white after Labor Day. Never subscribed to that. Um, but, you know, you go back to the to the to what I said earlier because somebody tagged us in a Josh Allen video today of Josh Allen throwing the ball all over the place his rookie year. And I went last week before this game and watched Josh Allen's first start and Patrick Mahomes' week one start, his first year that he took over after Alex Smith, not the week 17 game. And they looked different in that game. They looked different. Patrick Mahomes, they both actually looked, I thought Mahomes looked comfortable. He just had Tyree Kill to get the ball to. I actually thought Josh Allen looked reasonably comfortable, but he was missing throws all over the place. Just fucking rockets. Just like a two-year-old trying to learn how to pee. Just missing the seat left and right. It was all spraying all over the place. So he has gotten better. But what's funny is, you know, Josh right now is like 78% or something. He was 63 last year. It's like Josh Allen was one of the 10 most, accurate throwers in the league last season. There was a lot of But his so. team was not supposed to be good. They were 6-10, and 10, right? Yeah, It didn't matter. Like, he's throwing lasers all over the place. It didn't matter. They were bad. Their thing was, we have to just develop this guy. We will fail with him. No one's getting fired. Sean McDermott's not getting fired. The OC's not getting fired. No one's getting fired over Josh Allen year one. Brandon Bean's not getting fired. The point is, we're going to invest now. You're going to take... This is what you do with young quarterbacks. For the most part, you take one step back to take two steps forward. That's what you do. Well, this team was not pre- – this franchise was not prepared to take one step back to find out if Trey was going to be two steps forward. Well, I, think were, is-
1: I think they were hoping that's- he would be hard. further – Actually, they were prepared.
2: To do it. They were going to let Jimmy go, and that's what they were going to do.
1: But I also think they were hoping he'd be a little further along in the games. And I don't think the coach. Was, you're right. I, he, I, it's I'm an unknown. That. The coach feels that he's not. I and wish, I, I think I, it's supported. And easier. I think I think it's
2: supported by the players, which that that's sometimes is a split. There, this. we agree on this. I think it is supported by by a lot of what we've seen since Trey got hurt. I think it's supported by what we saw with our own eyes. Yeah, my debate with my debate here today is not that Jimmy doesn't make them a better team today. It's simply, I do think we have to acknowledge that running him that many times put him in harm's way. Now, the counter to that, which is the point you're making, and the point I made on Twitter the other day, so I'm not even on the opposite side of this, is that might have been the best way for them to win. And Kyle's play calling tells us that's what he thought. Doesn't make him right, but that's what it tells us. Now, here's what I would say to Kyle. It's like, Kyle, don't do it with Jimmy on the goal line unless it's going to be a sneak. Stop. Yeah, I I would also
1: say... If Trey is not a confident runner, I think we would have to immediately, like if he's just going to be an average to below average runner, which he kind of looked like, uh, we are going to have to dramatically lower the ceiling on him as a player.
2: Well, I mean, at the end of the day, what you want is not the guy whose best skill is running the football.
1: No, but his his running skill was pretty average. And most of the great players who are big-time athletes dominate both.
2: But it's part of what I loved about him coming out is that I felt like he didn't look to run. He looked to throw. I, that's what I wanted. As a yeah, mobile but his guy, runs were, he throw. was a good runner. No, no, no. I understand. I'm just saying, like, it was a plus to me that he wasn't, that him running the ball wasn't, you know, his athleticism to get out of trouble. Like, that's ideal. Jimmy, how many times Jimmy just can't get out of it? It's not about Jimmy. You want a guy to get out of it or you just want a guy that gets rid of the football. You know what was weird? I thought this and I didn't say this Sunday. And I'm like, well, maybe... I didn't really – I got to watch the game again, that type of thing. I thought the offensive line blocked better. And then I I just – I had the game Sunday Night Football was on, and then I see our guy Feldy with uh, Dante Whitner on after Sunday Night Football on like NBC. And Dante's like, you know, I thought the offensive line blocked better today. It just made me wonder. Something to watch for. This isn't a take of mine. But is the ball coming out faster with Garoppolo, and does that make the offensive line look better? You
1: know, always we thought- a, 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 always a knock with Russ, right? The everyone shits on their offensive line. He's doing pirouettes and three sixties back there. Yeah. Again, I'm not I'm not comparing no, 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 the two situations, but it's just I think sometimes thought- running quarterbacks can be a challenge for an offensive line.
2: It can be. Remember with with uh, M- remember, remember,
1: remember
2: there was the play we were doing a, a radio show. Hard to remember, but I think Joe Staley was on. Must have maybe it was post Colin. Remember there was a play where Joe Staley gave up a sack. It was asked, it was it was Colin against the Falcons but 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 was Colin stolen it must have been post Colin that we did the interview with Staley maybe no, it, it wasn't was, it was it was Colin's play it was what it was Colin they got sacked no no what I'm saying is was it after Colin Kaepernick was gone that we had this conversation with Staley? no it was the, the day after the game and he gave up a sack but the problem was you you asked Staley about it Colin didn't step up in the pocket. So Staley's blocking this guy back, 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 back. And Colin's going back, 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 back. And Staley doesn't think the quarterback's there. Now you can go also find our takes on, you know, Trey and this offensive line. I thought this offensive line would have some problems and it'd be good that Trey Lance was the quarterback because of his mobility. So whatever. i took us off track there because of just a thought, but um, you know, maybe, we 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 know that Jimmy Garoppolo is not the ideal quarterback, that we know. And we know that Trey Lance had a lot of the physical traits that you want. But the two not, best a, not a
1: soul is saying that Jimmy Garoppolo is like some star. It's just that currently, whether you're Richard Sherman, whether you're Sean Payton, he's currently better than this version of Trey Lance in 2022 pre-ankle injury. That's all anyone's saying. I think that's, we need to put it. I think a lot of people that are getting mad, people are acting like Jimmy is some, like everyone's excited that like Jimmy's going to like be some savior, like he's some dominant player. No, he, people, like I think his own team thinks going to be a savior just because he's better than what they had playing quarterback, who they feel just was handed the job because he was drafted high, not because he earned the job, because he would not beat this guy out, which we've all acknowledged is a fact.
2: <laughs> you know? Yeah. And we've always, we all, we've also acknowledged that for them to have any chance with Trey, he would have to play to get better. Right, exactly. like the odds of Trey Lance becoming a All Pro are better than Jimmy Garoppolo's odds,
1: and I think a lot of people, including myself, thought that they would get to a ten or eleven wins just with him. And I, yeah. I, I changed that opinion through training camp and definitely throughout the way that I saw the coach. Ultimately, it wasn't. It was the way the coach was going to use him. Like he wasn't going to pivot and just start running some four wide with Trey and shotgun. Like that wasn't coming.
2: I still thought they could you know, be a 10 win team with Trey, but it was going to have to kind of be that way. And that made me uncomfortable for his livelihood and for the big picture future. Maybe you can order a butcher box. (laughs) That's John's way of saying it's time to get to an ad and he's right. We actually overdue for it. Let's tell the people, John, about our friends, butcherbox.com slash ham, code ham, get, get you free chicken in every order for a year. That's two pounds. A free chicken, 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 free range organic chicken breast at every order when you sign up at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham. Yep, guy, enjoy a range of
1: high-quality cuts that are hard to come by at the grocery store at an amazing value. Exclusive member deals so you can save big on your favorite cuts. Recipe inspirations, you and I have done it. We've gotten beef. Obviously, you get free chicken in this order. You get steaks, ribs. I think one time they sent us some lobster and shrimp. Uh, just go check it out. You can
2: personalize all your boxes and uh, can't recommend it enough. It's fantastic. That's right. They did. They did send us lobster. So go get it right now. Take chicken breasts off your grocery list. ButcherBox is offering our listeners an incredible deal they've never offered before, which is free chicken for a year, two pounds of free range organic chicken breast for, uh, for free in every order. When you sign up at ButcherBox.com slash ham and use the code ham, claim this deal at ButcherBox.com slash ham and use the code ham. Uh, we're also sponsored by our friends. at sleep number. Sleep number.com, Sleep number.com slash ham. Whether you're a 40, you like the mattress a little firmer. I mean a little softer like John, a little firmer like me, a 55. Sleepnumber.com slash ham. Choose proven quality sleep because every day starts the night before.
1: Yep, guys. Sleep comfortably all night create bedtime bliss, dim the lights, turn the television off, uh, prioritize your schedule, consistency in sleep. You know, you can't one night go to bed at 930. Next night, go to bed at one. Next night, go to bed at 11. Then go to bed. At, it's That's when you get up and down. That's mm-hmm. when you need 17 iced coffees. But when you just have a consistent routine, I go to bed at 10. I get up at 630, you know, and just, you get in a rhythm with your sleep number bed. The rest is
2: history Society is easy to dominate. <laughs> sleep IQ sleepers with kids uh, uh, attain an average of 30 more minutes of restful sleep oh. during the weekends compared to the weekdays. Um, and uh, you can get about, what, 28 more minutes of restful sleep per night when you use your 360 smart bag technology. So that's 170 hours per year, according to PFF. Uh, why choose proven quality sleep from Sleep Number? because every great day starts the night before. Discover Sleep Offers now and for a limited time at your local Sleep Number store or just go to com slash ham. little breaking news. So saw just just tweet that,
1: uh, that Marlon Mack has been signed to the team, and uh, he'll be the, on the 53-man roster, no longer practice squad guy. So good luck Niners. to him this week. <laughs> uh, I'd, I'd go over-under games for Marlon Mack gets hurt in about three and a half,
2: uh, and that feels oh. high. I would take the under, considering we're one for. We're averaging one injured running back a game, John. Not ideal when you really not to get off Marlon Mack, but I mean, so so far, two weeks into an NFL season, we've got Jimmy Ward, George Kittle, the quarterback, and two running backs injured.
1: Yeah, it's it's on a torrid pace. It feels like.
2: As somebody said uh, in the chat yesterday, it was a comment I didn't get to but thought about afterwards. Uh, that's what you get when you build a stadium on a uh, Native American burial ground, which actually it wasn't. I did the research after the fact. I'm like, oh, is that true? That part's not true. But apparently there was something. I don't know. I didn't go any further. Um, but Marlon Mack. The Alleg- Allegiant or the Levi's? The Le- Levi's. Oh, okay. Allegiant was obviously not because Mark Davis champion. Well, it's
1: T-Mobile Arena, I think. Oh, uh, T-Mobile. T-Mobile was a good spot. He brought a championship... Mark Davis, when you think Mark Davis, I want you to think championships.
2: Uh, I've worked with Kelsey Plum before; she's awesome. So, congrats to the Aces, John. Uh, Marlon Mack.
1: Yeah, just just wanted to share that. No, no, no deep thought beside. Ty
2: uh, Davis Price got hurt.
1: I mean, that's yeah. the deep thought. Yeah, I think I think you kind of hit it. Like they they this is not sustainable. I mean, they've had a dude tear his MCL, and then a guy have a high ankle sprain in back-to-back weeks, which are their one and two running back, that's the problem. I mean, it just, it just is. Because I was pretty bullish on, I guess, Ty Davis Price technically is their third running back if, if Wilson's their second. But this pace, oh, yeah. you know. He came it's their just, second. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a problem. Now, who does look a lot better, I would say. Clearly, outside of Chicago, he moved a lot faster last week. And Denver, haven't checked the weather. But I'm going to assume no, no rain.
2: Well, I think it means more runs for Debo. Or like a continuation, maybe not more, but a continuation. Yeah, well, and that ain't
1: slowing down. I, I also think it could help dramatically. There were reports last week that George was kind of begging to play. Uh, you know, I, I guess, I don't know why, but I, I would be a little more bullish. I think we've kind of circled this. When George originally got hurt, we're like, you know, I'm already the first two weeks. You just kind of hopefully gets back for Denver. I, I don't know why. I would just take an educated guess. He's going to want to play in this game, right? Sunday it feel night, like football. it
2: was closer last week, yeah.
1: That would be a nice addition. Does doesn't that help the team out a little bit? Like take off the
2: running. He just short little passes to George Kittle. Yep. Uh, Sean on the stream says, I don't know how you two could watch two to uh, the two and four season start last year and then make sweeping pronouncements about Trey's ceiling coming off of five quarters in practice. It's hard to even know Kyle's plan. The pronouncement, I mean pronouncements, whatever you want to call our opinions, are not about Trey's ceiling. It's about what was the floor this year. And I think watching camp, we became. A little concerned. And again, the, our evidence is there. Like it's on paper. We thought the ceiling at, that was very high, but that the floor might be a little lower than we had hoped. And that's not our take yesterday. That was our take, you know, whatever, two months ago, that it's not about a ceiling. His ceiling is not the question, right? No. It, the question is like, how long would it take you to get to his ceiling? Could you win while trying to get to his ceiling? Let, before we get to one more, uh, another conversation kind of offshoot of this let me just hit a couple people who hit us with a super chat john that niner guy says do you guys think it's interesting that kyle shanahan said trey's done for the year but the timetable on the surgery was 10 to 12 weeks maybe just the initial shock of the moment i think people are wondering like is trey going to be available before the season's over and healthy well i saw a doctor today say that they thought
1: he would be back before the season ended his doctor or just a doctor yeah, I just saw a headline. Gotcha. I, I I didn't take it that seriously because I think it was universally kind of reported just by not even the Niners that like this is season-ending surgery. Doesn't feel like Trace pushing back. Like see you guys in a couple months. You know, right. pretty major. Yeah. This is this is a pretty major injury. Like let's just worry about his full recovery and health before we worry about a return. But to me, it's. I mean, his ankle. I know yesterday it was like on the bright side no compound fracture like it was not Dax injury. It was not Dax injury, but this was his ankle was pointing the other way. I would say before Dax injury, the injury in the National Football League I think Gordon Hayward had it, but I think he was compound fracture too if I remember correctly. When your ankle is sticking the wrong way, that is an Paul immediate George. like but Paul too Calm was out compound yeah to me compound is devastating you're hoping you can the guy can play sports again i think the ankle injury pointing the other way of the leg is most people just go like that's a season ender right i mean it's a major major reconstruction (laughs) dislocation chat break pointing the other way Like i I didn't go to medical school here but i've watched enough sports to think like I, I'm not even thinking about that. I, I think the number one key is for this guy just to get to full health. 100%, you're not going to be like, well, two months, he's 80%. percent like, he's the backup quarterback now. Like, what yeah. What are we doing then? I, this whole thing was putting him in harm's way. Now we're hopefully getting him at the end of the season? Like, this, this is where I get people talking. I know he's not, but people kind of talk both sides of their mouth on all this stuff.
3: Well, but
2: I think people are saying – if he were uh, totally healthy by the end of the year, would he be back in some capacity? Be a pretty miraculous recovery, correct? Have him just, like, run the ball a few times? You wouldn't do that. <laughs> no. Steve says, so three firsts and a third was worth an inaccurate and non-instinctual runner. Trading for number three months in advance, and Kyle can't figure that out. What was the plan? Draft potential and hope? I, I, celebra- just, I celebrated it. I did, too. But the plan might have been to draft potential to trade up just to get somebody, right? Which they which, said. They, which gonna, Dave said over and over, yeah. Which you could absolutely say, well, that's not an ideal operation, right? Pretty risky, trading up pretty risky. Pretty yeah. risky. What if you do the evaluation and you don't love any of them? What, when, do
1: like, well, trade when, up when do most trade-up happens? When do most trade-up happens? On you love draft a guy. night. And on oh, draft yeah. night.
2: Well, did, when did the Jets trade up to three? Early, and a lot of people thought it was kind of nuts. And they didn't end up with? They uh, took Sam
1: over Josh Allen and Lamar. That's yeah. probably yeah,
2: they like. And a they had on they that. had the time, and who knows if Justin Fields turns out to be great, we'll be like you. You traded up just so you could have the time to evaluate, and you evaluated incorrectly. Look, there is that's a whole other conversation that there might be very fair criticism criticism for the Niners on.
1: Listen, I one hundred percent supported the move of moving up and taking a huge swing. Now we have said over and over there is now you can argue the plan was a little you know probably not ideal looking back I, I you know and i think part of it was pretty clear Kyle leaned with mac and the personnel people as i would as well and i did at the time like you got to take one of these other two guys and adam peters and john lynch could you know wh- i don't know if they quote unquote talked him out of it but definitely influence we cannot take mac jones who is a turnover machine right now 15 picks uh through 19 games playmakers make plays john so you got to take justin fields or trey lance now just because you take one of those guys never guaranteed that they were going to be you know josh allen or lamar jackson that's just a fact right it just because you get drafted high does not mean and here's the other thing on the bright side it sucks three first round picks two of them are already gone so I, I think the way it's talked about, like you know, still don't have a first round pick like the Rams for the next four years. No, yeah. you just got one more year of this after this season. One of them
2: was Mike Parsons. Not that they would have taken him, but
1: the other guy was Cole Strange.
2: Matters are like, well, uh, you know, the Rams trade all their picks and it works out fine. So what difference does it make?
1: If they could redo it, would they have just traded up to take Mark Parsons?
2: You know, I, it's a funny question. Maybe. Micah and Nick Bosa would be a pretty dominant combo. Yeah, they would would neither be able to win. God, I mean. They would dominate, man. Nick is Nick gonna be like um uh who's a guy that like never won because he, you know, uh Russell never got a vote and pisses him off. Russell's <laughs> never gotten a vote. I'm just saying, like, is Micah just gonna win defensive player of the year for like five straight years? It'll be like Nick Bosa never won one? It's like, yeah, well, he just, you know. John Stockton, and Carl Malone. He just happened to be trying to be fighting with MJ for him. Yeah, watching the Cowboys
1: clearly offensively, they're not the most potent team with Dak or Cooper Rush. Uh, Micah Parsons, like if if you tell me that he ends up with twenty sacks and th- however many TFLs, and it's like you know they went nine and eight and the defense carried them, and it was this Micah Parsons, I'd be like, I, I can't really argue. Like I, I watched the Bengal game and it was like I love Nick Bosa. And I think Nick Bosa is an elite player and a defensive player of the year type guy, just like Mike is. But if you tell me like they're even and one guy gets in the other, like it's hard to complain, you know? It's like Khalil Mack or Aaron Donald. Remember that? Like in their peaks? Yeah. Aaron's still kind of peaking. But uh, I think I haven't – I actually haven't – I didn't watch one snap of the Rams last week.
2: Skyscraper says, don't need Parsons. We have Drake Jackson. Great take. Made a sweet play.
1: Do you know who could use Drake Jackson? Huh? Do you know who could use Drake Jackson? Um – Who Trojans like if they had Drake Jackson, Jackson. I'd be like, is this a national championship contender?
2: I know. I I looked it up, John. They've scored uh, a touchdown on 14 of their uh, 11 of their 14 first half drives, Seventy nine percent. Pretty good. USC's offense is the dude that came over with Caleb
1: uh, Williams. Is he an underclassman as well? Like not draft eligible? Like, he'll yeah, I think back. he was a
2: true freshman last year. So I think he's a true sophomore this year. So they're just going to add, Addison,
1: Addison will go to the draft, but they'll get those two guys back the quarterback and the star receiver, which I'm sure they'll add another sweet wide receiver with them. Right.
2: Right. They'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, fight on. Good job. Pretty fun to watch them play. I'm not going to lie. Another battle, John, last week, two guests of two friends of the, what did you say? How'd you say it earlier? Show friends Two
1: show friends. Did you, did you see Lincoln when he was... I posted on Instagram, uh, Julie Hayner, Jake's mom, posted the video of Jake crutching out. Lincoln comes over, hug, rub on the head, whispers in the air, another rub
2: on the head, like to respect between two elite competitors. Well, the same again this week, because Jonathan Smith, show friend, Lincoln Riley, show friend, facing off. In a weird
1: way, you know, I would it would be a pretty incredible win for Jonathan, but like... I guess if USC made the playoffs, they would probably not do great. would be my thing. They feel like one of those teams, like this, Lincoln's going to make it at USC several times. This will probably be one of his worst teams in a weird way. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Top to bottom. Now, Caleb, who knows, might be his best quarterback for the next yeah, five it years. Yeah,
2: might be that he's a Blitnikoff winner, Heisman candidate. He, he might have two Heisman candidates in his receiver and his quarterback.
1: Do you think the playoff committee would complain if it was like one four Georgia SC? Ah,
2: uh, as you like to say, ah, uh, no.
1: Do you think SC could score twenty points on Georgia? Yeah, I'm confident. You think they could play with
2: them? I think they're. I mean, I don't. I think their offense is just fucking good. Clearly, I mean,
1: really good. I mean, Bama played with them twice, right? Yeah, I. Could they slow them down? I don't know. No.
2: Could Georgia? Could USC slow Georgia down? Like, what? No. What would the spread be on that game? You think Georgia uh, by ten? Neutral. Yeah. I mean, mm, uh, that's a great question. Eight and a half. I don't. I mean, but because USC might be, we'll see if they keep it up. But right now, they're one of the top. Sc- they're like, you know, one of the number one. Last week, they were the number one scoring offense in the league, and then they only scored forty five or whatever it was, forty two. So it went down. Something to keep an eye on. Yeah. Um, all right. So one other thing we want to talk about is this uh this big article, ESPN.com, by Tim uh Kewin. Somebody taught me how to say it the other day. And uh so Tim, shout out. Um, and uh Tim Cuen and Nick Wagoner. And let's uh let's read, John. I don't wanna, I mean there's a lot to read here, but here we go. Uh, during an early August conversation regarding the roster, Lynch engaged Shanahan on the topic of QB depth. And he said, what about Jimmy? If he could agree to a significant salary cut, it would work for all sides. Shanahan scoffed at the idea, not because he didn't like it, but because he didn't think Garoppolo would agree to both a pay cut and a backup role. Um, he agreed and to mention it to Garoppolo, whose reaction was understandable and expected. He and his representatives wanted to wait and see what else materialized. But Shanahan came away encouraged. Garoppolo didn't shut the door completely. When you read early August, I know, guy, early August, like, what's the date that
1: pops into your head? August 1st? What do you mean? Well, I'm just
2: saying, like, when you someone says early August, like, do you think, like, August 12th, or do you think August, like, 4th? No, think, like- that early August means, like, first, to me, a month's only four weeks long. So, you know, the middle of week two is now the middle of the month. So it means, yeah, the first 11, 10 days, first 10 days, I think is what that uh, 12 days. Well,
1: you you and I attended the first padded practice for the 49ers. And the first padded practice for the Niners was. July 29th, 30th was August 1st on a Monday. Remember, it was a Monday. Yep. And. Obviously, they had practice. You and I, you know, we, just, we go to pads. Well, once camp starts, like I ain't doing the OTA style that first couple days. We'll, when the pads come on, we'll be there. The NFL, new rules, CBA. So you got to wait a couple of days. Pads come on August 1st. And let's just assume, let's just pick an arbitrary, the f- August 4th. Because remember, they practice for a couple of days, and then like, they get a day off, like all these different rules. So I would imagine on the day off, players are off. Coaches are doing a lot of, like, preparing for the next stretch of padded practices. Also, what happens there, in my experience, personnel meetings. GM, coaching staff, you know, like you see in Hard Knocks, right? You get around that long-ass table, wherever it is, and you start going position by position. And then after that, I watched on Hard Knocks. They did that, and then Dan goes to his coaching staff, like, I forget their GM's name, but he's like, we're meeting now, you guys are out, see you guys later, talk soon, right? So... A lot of you have group conversations that then morphs into to the decision maker conversations. My theory when I read this is Kyle was not happy because early on, early on in camp, Trey was all over the map. That was well reported. You and I witnessed that. It was just balls kind of flying all over the place. If I remember correctly, his couple of days that were really good back to back were like the 10th and the 11th
2: or you know, it was a couple days before their game, remember? Well, I can tell you, I'm looking back at, like, our video history, and, um, you know, you, we, I can kind of tell you remember some of what. On August 2nd, we did a video called Trey Lance showing off his arm. So we had a good day that day, Uh or at least made a, a couple of big throws. Um, on August 3rd, we did a video, Trey Lance and Debo Samuel still working on their chemistry. Here's the one that stands out to me. Uh, on August 5th, we did a video called Keep Jimmy Garoppolo away from the Rams. Remember, there was some, oh, some news elbow, yeah. That and I wonder if maybe you know around that time there was some conversation like you know, Kyle. What if we could keep him from going to the Rams? Well, what would we be willing to do? Would we want him as a backup if it meant he doesn't go to the Rams? Because yeah, you know, him on the Browns or him on the Texans, who cares? That
1: that's that's one that's a legitimate conversation, and we had it, and I, it makes sense. And I'm sure they were having that conversation consistently as it was well-documented by people talking about the league. August 9th, we did a video called Trey Lance's Good Day at Niners Camp. Yeah, and I remember that was an explosive good day. Like the best day that he had had over an eight-day stretch that you and I had attended. It actually, wasn't eight practices because they got a couple of days off, but five or six practices. I, my, my theory is pretty simple. Is that early on with him throwing it all over the map, in pads, Kyle's edgy. You know why head coaches are just naturally edgy, and it's his offense. And John, who has influenced this pick, and rightfully so, I support the influence of the pick, wants to his coach to feel better, so he's coming to him for quarterback depth. Why is they talking about quarterback depth? You could say, well, it's because Sudfeld and Brockers backups, and I'd say, well, look around the league. I mean, Sudfeld is a backup right now. Like that's what are you gonna do? Like <laughs> are you are gonna call? one of the McCowns, 43, coaching high school football in Georgia. Like, what are your options? Is it him trying to like, hey, Kyle, if this doesn't work out, you know, why don't we try to convince this guy to be our backup? And Kyle at first pissed off just in general, not necessarily at Jimmy or just the situation that Trey might not be ready because this is is never going to work. He'll never sleeps on it, realize, well, it's worth a shot. And then they attack it because this was something that felt like when it happened, when the story broke that Jimmy had resigned, that he'd kind of come out of nowhere. And clearly one thing we have learned, I remember, you know, I think we talked about it. I read the Albert Brewer piece when Jimmy said that we had had these conversations early, middle of camp, or early in camp. I think he was talking about this date whenever they had broached it with him, which was probably somewhere between the 5th and the 10th, which is, I mean, almost a month before the final cutdown and the, and the announcement that Jimmy has resigned that is there a chance, and I think that you you'd have to admit there was a chance, that it was because the head coach was questioning his quarterback's ability to lead them to the playoffs and John trying to have a positive influence because it. a lot of people feel that John Lynch and Adam Peters are a big reason that Trey Lance is on the team. Right? And that Kyle wanted Mac Jones. And not that he was talked into it, but just understood, take the swing, that it was not his preference. And ultimately john lynch in a weird way he could have been down on him now is kind of a hero because of this situation that's my that's a potential
2: theory i'm not yeah, saying like, i would but i don't know if this that. i don't know if this influences your theory but remember august 23rd john lynch went on radio i found the barrows tweet john lynch had a long answer when tolbert asked him what the timeline looks like for the release of jimmy garoppolo And John Lynch said, yeah, you know, I think we're getting pretty close. So they would had the conversation, felt okay about it. And still by the end of August. Maybe pretty close
1: on releasing or pretty close on a final
2: releasing. The question was released. I'd have to go back and listen to the audio exactly because I'm with you. My first thought was, wait a second. Is he saying we're close to a resolution or close to a release?
1: Because if he just said pretty close, he could just be meaning pretty close to a resolution.
2: Yeah. That's what he could be meaning, which could mean, hey, guys, curveball. He's coming back um, more from that great ESPN article. Kyle put together his, you know, leadership council. Fifteen I, guys. I kind of ad libbed it, right? Just called you guys, dudes. by the way, which is like, you know, more than 25 percent of the roster. Uh, yeah, but it's 15 guys. John. It's twice as many captains as they have. Yeah, uh, almost. Or it's like Tom Sula's captains, right? I saw somebody said, somebody asked, has any coach gotten off, what podcast was I listening to, has any coach ever gotten off to a worse two-game start than um, than the Broncos coach? And it's like, you can't say Tom Sula because he was 1-0.
1: Hey, it's true. All-time winningest coach in the history of the league.
2: So here's more of what was uh, written. Once the players had digested the news, Shanahan and Lynch opened the floor for questions. So by the way, think about this for a second. They're bringing Jimmy Garoppolo back, but they have Trey Lance on the team. They understand that this situation is so bizarre that the two of them, not just Kyle by himself, the two of them get 15 guys in the room to tell them it's happening, and they want their help in helping this situation go smoothly, which at the time made a lot of sense if you looked at it like... This is just going to be weird. There's going to be a lot of noise from the outside. I need you guys to help handle this. But maybe in hindsight, it was them understanding, I know you guys think this other guy, Jimmy, might be the better player today. So let me explain to you how we're going to do this and how important it is for you to be on board. Maybe they understood that, right? Robbie Gold get an invite to that, you think? Hard to say. Uh, you, Robbie, I need you to keep Wisnowski in line. And Tabor. John, let's tell the people about Indeed. Indeed.com slash ham. Here's
1: the key. Instant match. When you're looking for to hire quality candidates, which we know can be a challenge, you want to look and hire the people with the skills you're specifically looking for. That's where Indeed comes in. They mix and match you with the exact attributes of the people you're looking for. So you don't waste any time. Then you get virtual interviews. Then all of a sudden you got a company full of sweet employees and you're dominating.
2: You know what wasted time is, John? Lost money. Wasted money. Indeed's U.S. data shows that over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job post. Okay, you thought Amazon delivered quickly. Next day, same day. How about the moment? So, visit Indeed.com slash ham to start hiring right now. Go to Indeed.com slash ham. Indeed.com slash ham. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Indeed. Indeed.
3: free-range organic chicken, pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get butcherbox.com slash ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. ButcherBox is offering you
1: Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game time app, promo code HAM. Save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you.
2: Just hammer that promo code. So there weren't many uh, questions according to players, but one stood out. What happens if, or more like when, Lance struggles? Trey, so Trey, Trey, not in this meeting <laughs> you know i would think not <laughs> shanahan's response was simple he was betting on the guys in the room to make sure that the camaraderie that was built was strong enough to withstand whatever might come from the outside they then quote something use check said use check was among the 15 juice no surprise something that he said a few days ago before the injury which was it's the best insurance policy you could ever get um uh, and, uh, and then, uh, Aziz Shire said, when Kyle first started talking about it, it was crazy that it was even an option to have Jimmy back. I was like everybody else. Nobody thought it was possible when they said it might happen. We were like, fuck it. Let's go. Was that a brag that he was invited to the meeting? Maybe. I don't think that Aaron Banks was invited to the meeting, but he did get quoted in the article. It didn't really hit us till we saw that first day. It was like, oh shit. Jimmy Garoppolo is taking scout team reps. Yeah, I mean, 49ers daddy on the stream. Interesting comment says loved how the Niners leadership handled this. Leaking reports the night of Trey's injury. Tyler says pretty shady not having. Trey." Well, I think he's referring to the silver report. Pretty shady not having Trey there. I don't know what Trey is thinking with all the players and coaches talking about him behind his back.
1: Well, here's the thing. And this gets back to the scenario is they traded a lot for him. We all know that. But the Hayes in the barn. The trade was made like ultimately th- are, this is not a total like can you be worried and just consumed with feelings 24 7 365 because all m- the majority of the guy every guy I'm going to assume. I don't know the list, but we you know a minimum 10 of them. They got a ton of pro bowlers in that room. So uh, like Trey's not like on Eric Armstead on Nick Bosa on Trent Williams on Debo Samuel on Kyle use checks level on Fred Warner, on Jimmy Ward. I mean, these guys have been starting in the league and making plays in playoff games, on the road in December, in must-win games. So in their mind, this notion that Trey's not there, like, he shouldn't be there. And this gets back to he didn't earn the job. Now, a lot of young draft picks don't earn the job. But it's funny, I was watching on Sunday, just watching football, and you just see, like, all these first-round picks, like, just throughout the league over the last several years, right? Like, just a guy, like, watching the Bucks saints game. And Devin White's just all over the place. And you realize at one point in time, Devin White was just the fifth pick. Walks into a locker room. Now, they weren't good or whatever, probably at the time when they drafted him. It couldn't have been. They were drafting fifth. But he just – a lot of times, you just get to start. Like, Devin White's our middle linebacker. And at first, like, can this guy play? You know, you've we've heard players forever talk about, like, you know, we, everyone's trying to feel everyone out early on. This guy – what do they do in hard knocks? Rookies go up to the front and say how much money they just signed for, right? I'm Devin White. I'm Trey Lance. And I my signing, what's your signing bonus? $23 million. Oh! Like, oh! But here's what happens. Two games in, it's like, holy shit. Devin White's made 25 tackles. he got a pick six. It's like, we got nailed this pick. This guy's going to help us win. Where Trey, like, he's made a ton of money. He gets drafted really high. But in their mind, like, They've seen all these guys make plays, so to me, there is always a level in sports, just like society, just like you and I have been in a position, no different than a ton of people listening to this, that where you've got a new boss and they start kind of flexing their muscles, and you realize, is this guy the village idiot? You know, I I have no problem if you work for someone, them telling you what to do, but I think we've all, the older you get, you realize like you kind of got to earn some respect. Like there has to be some level of, at first you get the benefit of the doubt, but the longer you're around them, like. Do you know what you're doing? Because if you don't, I just can't take you seriously. Whether you play, I, and I, I'm not saying Trey is this, but like in football, the only way to truly earn the respect is not be a good guy, carry the pads, be super smart, like make plays. And you can't well, make plays if you don't play. So my point is like Trey not being in
2: this meeting, of course he's not. He hasn't earned the right to be in the meeting. It would be weird. What's weird is he was eighth in the voting of captains, but not among the fifteen that got into the meeting. But I agree with you. Um, could they be I, lying about that? I, I'm not. They, well, they could be. I also think it's a locker room filled with good guys who understand voting for the quarterback is just kind of what you do. You know,
1: <laughs> like seriously, I think that's. You probably think a lot hard. of if, if you and I were NFL players and we just had one of those careers where we played in like seven teams, there have been a lot of votes like.
2: You just got to do it, man. Yeah, it's like check.
1: <laughs> it's like do we, do, we, do we Russell? I mean, you, you don't want guy? the guy to
2: turn out to be good, and then like you know, Middlecoff didn't vote for you for captain.
1: What, is like, was there a chance that Broncos like Bradley Chubb looks at Justin Simmons like, bro? Do I really got to check this guy? Like, I mean, he's our quarterback,
2: but he's like, I got to give him a C. It's it's got to happen in some teams, oh, right? 100%. <laughs> yeah, I I think that this article the the meeting is partly evidence of what you said that they understood that it was not going to be smooth, right? Because if Kyle Shanahan thought, well, in the
1: the piece that you just showed the original part, I think it says that they wanted their opinions, but the decision had already been
2: made. I cut that part out, but yes, it was not about asking their opinions necessarily. It was about telling them and then talking about, here's what I need from you guys. Here's how we're going to handle it. Jimmy got signed on, What, like the second or third last day of August, right? So it was really, it was going to be about two weeks, less than two weeks, I think, until they played a game on September 11th. So between the signing and trade debuts as the starting quarterback, they were going to have to survive two weeks in which there weren't, they weren't at practice every day, open to the media. They really weren't going to have to be answering questions, right? It'd be one thing if that had happened February 7th. And everyone understood this whole offseason. We're going to have to navigate this. But they really only had to get to week one before Trey Lance would be able to step on the field and show everybody he was better than Jimmy Garoppolo. But I think this part of this meeting is understanding that it's not going to be obvious week one that Trey Lance is better than Jimmy Garoppolo. Right. Kyle didn't have this meeting so that everybody could lock arms for two weeks. He understood this is going to be a long season. And it's going to be a long run that we're going to be in this together. If it was only going to be two weeks because everybody in the room understood Trey had beaten Jimmy out and that's why Jimmy was gone, it wasn't going to matter. I'd be like, guys, in two weeks, the world will see what we all know, which is that Trey is better than Jimmy right now today. And by the way, the standard isn't. Nobody thought, you and I included, that he had to be
1: You're like, replacing Tom Brady or Rogers here.
2: Yeah, it's, <laughs> but yeah, well, that too. But I think we all understood there were going to be growing pains, so that's not some revelation. But I think that meeting is evidence that that they understood that they had players in their locker room that would be confused by how to handle it. It's easier to handle if you cut bait, the other guy's not around, and we just all move on. But then that's not what they did.
1: Would you say a defensive player would have been more likely to ask the question than an offensive player?
2: Like yes. kill or Debo? Like, wouldn't it be Fred uh, Warner yeah. or Jimmy I mean, but, Ward? Yeah, I do think, like, you know. There's a lot of guys that play both sides of the ball, but yes, defenses tend to be, this is the Richard Sherman thing, right? Like did it start because they hated Russell or did it start because Pete refused to criticize Russell and the defense thought they were getting a disproportionate amount of the criticism when they lost? Well, because it would make sense if I'm Jimmy Ward or Fred Warner or Eric Armstead like, okay, Kyle,
1: what happens when he struggles and we're playing well on this side and we are a good team. Like, we might be like, what if we are down with making the switch?
2: I mean, yeah, I mean a, that would be a legitimate conversation. I would have like, what if? Yeah, I, I think the answer is I, I, one thing you just you just reminded me something Sherman said was like, hey, it's not Jimmy against Trey. Like they're on the same team. Right. If this was any other position, none of these debates would happen. I'd be like, well, yeah, you just we need more than one of you. So that would be probably Kyle's answer is guys. This is this is a team like i need you guys because it's not going to be easy but in the long run this will be worth it and they're like "Well, oh, cool the long run when well, i'm going. um uh, no but you're right it defenses, that's not the way it works at quarterback right it's not no ever
1: Clearly no no one thought when they re-signed him that they didn't put like thought into all the dynamics. I think we all just thought like this is a huge risk. Even finding out they did like of course you're gonna ask and talk about this. I, I would imagine they talked about it at nauseum, and there was a huge element of luck that this played itself out. But like I, I do wonder if in that room people already thought like if people questioned how ready he was. How ready he was to help them win because that group of guys. I mean, we know it's, it's easy to know right off the top of your head 10 of them, like Locke. I mean, there might be a couple curve, like is Traverius invited? Like, you know, Armstead, Fred Warner, Jimmy Ward, George Kittle, Kyle Yuschek, Trent Williams, Debo Samuel. I would guess Brandon I.U. also in the room, but he's become buddy buddy. So who knows? Maybe he's not in the room, but ultimately Trey found out after that meeting.
2: So I, I don't know. I think um, you just named nine guys. Uh a man, like I, I would say a man, I would say a man,
1: yeah one I mean Greenlaw just got an extension wouldn't totally shock you Bosa I didn't name Bosa he'd be in the room So he'd napping, be like yeah just napping. do whatever I'll just fucking I'll just make a nap
2: on a beanbag. okay that's 11
1: and then there would be some just probably Lynch. yeah it feels like Kyle likes him uh I can see Robbie just out of like yeah I got nothing to do guys I'll be there yeah you need you need an extra you know I'll, I'll stand not enough chairs I'll just be in the back he's one of those guys like Hey man, we only got twelve chairs. Like I'm good, man. I'll stay in the back. <laughs> Trent's like in the <laughs> front and center on the big chair. Uh, everyone like moves out of the way for he can sit. But I, regardless, like obviously they put a lot of thought into this. But you put a lot of thought into this because they knew like they needed this guy. Like you can convince. It's easy to say that it was just great value, right? Like why did it'd be like if I just Hey, Middlecoff just bought a third condo. Why'd he do it? Well, shit, it was in in Malibu, guy. I got it for 200 grand. Just the value, right? You hear that in a lot of just walks of life. It was just great value. Like, why'd you buy... Why why do you drive in the new Mercedes? Well, this dude just drove it off the lot. It was used 7,000 miles, $80,000 car. I got it for 38.
2: I all ended up with shitty clothes because it was on sale too.
1: 100%. Like, I mean, there's a million things you could use any different industry that we purchase for that. I would say this feels like, of course, in a vacuum, great value. Jimmy Garoppolo, six and a half million dollars. No brainer, right? If you gave everyone the Which I agree with. No one disputes. Okay. But... Th- there's of the pie of just the value. We, I think we all have to acknowledge there was a lot going in there of like, this is, we need a contingency plan insurance plan and just, and an injury factor. I mean, this guy had not proved he could say healthy from a running yep. standpoint. I yep. think there's just a lot of parts of the pie that are more than just Jimmy uh, of the pie. Why is Jimmy on this team? The six and a half million dollars plays a part, but I wonder if it's like under 50%. <laughs> All the conversations, just John, Kyle, maybe even like Fred Warner,
2: Armstead, and Kittle are having. Yeah, that was part of the meeting, too. Now, he's going to be making less than Trey, right? That was part of the meeting. The but that goes back trying. to like the Belichick line of thinking it, that well, a lot makes of people sense. copy. But I do th- I, I, what I keep going back to, my ultimate takeaway from that meeting was they had the meeting not because the media and the fans were going to make it difficult on them, but because Kyle understood – that there were differing opinions in his, that his locker room would wonder whether that just, it's just natural. There's a bunch of guys. Some of them think one quarterback actually might give them a better chance. And Kyle knew that. Yeah. Which, which honestly, it, that's not me restating. Starting Trey was the wrong. decision. I, it's too bad. You know, if God, if they don't play that week, one game in the rain, I'd have a lot easier time with it. Understanding just what he really, where things were with Trey, but what what has happened has happened. Who the hell knows? Jimmy could get hurt this week, John. That could happen. They could be on Brock Purdy by Tuesday next week. Which in a vacuum, I would say,
1: would just be full-on insanity that they've lost well, like is... seven players and multiple quarterbacks in three oh, weeks. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. But this thing has already passed full-on insanity. No, I know, but from an injury. If, no, no, Jimmy, right.
1: I would say if Jimmy gets like legitimately hurt this season, they've had an insane season. How many, how many teams in the NFL have lost? One team's lost one quarterback, right? All I know is he better not get hurt running the ball. No, Kyle kind of snapped and said that Jimmy should have given it. I think he's like, you got to read the end. When he was, he was not his thing, it.
2: John. Not his thing. Don't put him in that position. How about that take? I, I I don't have a beef with that.
1: I think he was trying to like show some people some stuff
2: <laughs> uh, on the stream. Question: WTF am I supposed to make of the Raiders this year? Are they going to be awful? Well, I know this, John. They are playing a must-win game this week. The Raiders and the Titans are both 0-2. It's the only meeting of 0-2 teams in the NFL this weekend. A Belichick uh, uh, tree bowl between Josh McDaniels and and Mike Vrabel. So a little research. Five teams in the history of the NFL have made the playoffs after starting 0-3. The last team to do it was the 2018 Texans, who lost to the Patriots, the Titans, and the Giants, then won nine games in a row and nine and 11 of 13 and finished 11 and five and made the playoffs. Last year, the Colts almost did it. Remember, the Colts started 0-3 last year. Classic Frank Reich. and uh, God, they start slow. <laughs> and almost made the playoffs. They had to beat the Jags at the end, and instead they got blown out. Uh, but that's the history. In full seasons, only five teams have ever started 0-3. And guess what's different about this Raider team from the other five? I don't know. Those teams did not have Justin Herbert, <laughs> Russell Wilson, who's not, not great, and Patrick Mahomes in their division.
1: I, I think that Josh McDaniels, I thought the pressure was all going to be on Derek. <clears throat> and after the first game, he blew that game. If you watch that game, you throw three picks, two in the second half. <clears throat> There's no way around it. But last week, you have a 23-7 to lead and up 20 to nothing at halftime. Like, I, I'm sorry, and Derek's not throwing, like, pick sixes. Like, y- you got to win that game. Like, Josh McDaniels, listen, y- because I think through two games, you'd be like, well, they lost one game in overtime on a fumble six, and they lost another game where they're going toe-to-toe with clearly one of the more talented teams in the league. Right? Like, they're they're 0-2, but to me, their 0-2 look a lot different than the Titans. who just got blown out, and previous w- week blew a lead to the Giants. But... Like I don't have much faith in Josh McDaniels, even though I'm bullish on him when he got hired and like, you know, he's going to, but ultimately you just got to figure out a way to win games. And he inherited a 10 win team. Like he inherited, I, I saw someone forward me like in my DMS, like this is bullshit. McDaniels is saying we have to figure out, we have to learn how to win games. Like, Hey Josh, the core of your team literally won 10 games last year and I would say one of the games of the year, week 18 on Sunday Night Football, a game that really they shouldn't have won, and they did. So, Derek Renfro, cross like the core of their team, Colton Miller, literally know how to win games in one of the weirdest, craziest, most batshit seasons we've ever seen. And then the number one player that you acquired this offseason, one of the top players in the league, has won 39 games the last three years and has been the one seed two of the three of those years. And the other year, I think they were the two seed or the three seed, they went to the NFC Championship game. So Devontae, all he knows is winning. And Derek and these guys literally just won last season. So I would say, Josh, the only guy who I think needs to prove that they know how to win is you as a head coach, right? You've won as an assistant with Bill running everything, but you as a head coach, Nate's getting a ton of shit because timeouts, punt returners, field goals from 80 yards, Clearly. I mean, it's understandable. It's it's not even one of those, like, social media is kicking him when he's down. It's just pretty blatant. Like, this is nuts how bad this is. Josh is a little more like they're just losing games, but ulti- in normal kind of fashion. Now, I would say the Cardinal game was pretty crazy. You have 20 to nothing, a team that kind of feels like they were quitting. How do you not fucking win that game 35 to 10 or something? That,
2: that's is that The worst loss so far of the season, or is the Dolphins? You asked me that back? the other day. I the Dolphins Ravens, the difference, uh, not to uh, I, I don't want my inclination to go negative on the Raiders here as a you know, huge lifelong Raider fan, but um, I thought you froze. No, I was just pausing for effect on my comment, but uh. It feels worse because it feels like they're in a worse. Their season is more imperiled than the Ravens, right? Um, but it was bad. I mean, the Ravens were up thirty-five to fourteen going into the fourth quarter. Like that's pretty bad. I agree. Uh, now maybe the Dolphin, who turns out to be a better team this year, the Dolphin, who wins more games, the Dolphins or the Cardinals. Listen, that's a devastating loss, but. When you're 1 and 0 losing the second game, no matter how you
1: lose it, it's a little easier to stomach looking back than when you're 0 1 and you're up, you know, all of a sudden you're 0 2. And like you said, you're just some weird shit away from being 0 3 and your season's in shambles. And and that, and, <laughs> their one win is the Jets, but yeah. They kicked their ass. But my point is, you just win a game. Like your 1 and 1 sounds a lot different than 0
2: 2. I know they weren't reeling because after the game, Lamar Jackson tweeted like, hat off. Hat off to the Dolphins. <laughs> Hell of a game, fellas. Like, oh. <laughs> That's a confident guy. Yeah. Um
0: Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try.
2: Was that game more of a back and forth than just a complete comeback, would you say? I mean, not yeah. Really. yeah. Uh, well, they they, they, they,
1: they blew a couple of plays and board. gave up easy touchdowns. I, I think someone, I heard Mike Lombardi say on his podcast, they scored 28 points on 22 plays or something. It was just their their, oh, wow. their, their pace on the comeback was pretty nuts. Wow. But one thing that the Ravens were doing is they were scoring on like two play drives. So it was like, you know, they they weren't wasting. Like, how did they uh, how did they the time of possession? It's like, well, yeah, Lamar was just busting off like an 80 yard run and then they hit like a 50 yard pass. You know, they were doing the thing of scoring too fast. You know, you know, when you're down like three runs and your leadoff hitter hits a home run and you're like, that was bad. No momentum. You'd rather have him hit a double. That's sometimes what it feels like when you just score too fast, even though the whole point of the game is to keep scoring. But it's like Lamar scored an 80-yard run. Would they have been better off with him just falling down at the 40-yard run and then just having, you know, another seven plays for 40 yards
2: and wasting some time? Probably. Uh, Ultimate Niner on the stream says, Ravens have a tougher division can be made. Case can be made (laughs) that Miami just needs to steal a game from Buffalo. Well, compare the divisions for a second. Who's the worst team in the two divisions? Jet Patriots? I, I would say probably the Jets. It could be the Broncos. The here's the thing with the Broncos. What division are you comparing the East? I'm comparing and the, the, and the AFC West. Yeah, yeah. AFC West and AFC East. Denver has played the Seahawks. Not Lost. good. <laughs> right. And uh whoever who they just beat? Uh, Houston. Houston. So there, I haven't looked, their strength of schedule has to be one of the worst in the league. Honestly. So was the Niners, by the way, but they're like Denver. Denver's been playing bad teams. They're going to soon be playing good teams. Only play team. two games. I mean, I only play two. my <laughs> point is just like, they might be worse than we even realize. Cause they, the, I te- been- the, the, test is pretty ugly. Yeah. Yeah. So now the jets on the other hand, no one expected anything of have showed some fight, but same position. Like no one thinks they're great. Okay, second best and third best teams feels like the best team in each division is really good. Really good. I say they cancel each other out. Chiefs bills cancel each
1: other out. Yep. Chargers feels like are better than I would take the Chargers against the Dolphins. Yeah, I would agree with that. Are the Dolphins better than the Raiders? Uh, I would say if they played right now, the Dolphins would be favored. Slightly,
2: but the Raiders could win that game. Definitely. The Raiders could win the game for that sure. Feels like a coin flip. Patriots. I don't have much faith in the Patriots. So Raiders are better than the Patriots. Are the Patriots better than Broncos?
1: Uh I would just Belichick pack it feels like uh they'd have a chance. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So the difference is just that that the Raiders the FC East might be a little one. bit better than we thought. Because right? I think the Jets. Yeah, one the thing Jets I watch scored. a lot of that Browns game. Yeah. They, you know, do you know who two guys that I mean Garrett Wilson was making plays left and right, and Brees Hall had a couple of sweet runs. Like they have drafted a lot of impact players in theory the last couple of
2: years. Well, the Browns defense is it should be pretty solid, right? They, they were up 13 points, two minutes left, and they lost. Well, they what they scored three two touchdowns in 90 seconds or whatever it was is that what that turned into? The, the Jets, yeah, fast. Um, I think there was so, a moment I, I didn't
1: see. Didn't watch the whole thing, but I guess Nick Chubb had one of those classic, like should have gone down, you know. Didn't, yeah, didn't he have one of those last year? Yeah, I remember Gurley had an all timer. <laughs>
2: I won a fantasy back when I played fantasy because of Gurley. If he would have scored, you would have lost. If no, Gurley scored accidentally and I had him, I think was the, what happened, something like that. Remember, Gurley tried to get down, wasn't that what it was? Gurley accidentally scored. Oh like, yeah, they, like oh, oh, didn't they, they open it up? up? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think he got like pushed in, he was tiptoeing. Who was the guy that
1: hit the ground at like the five? Didn't that I thought that was time?
2: Chubb. I thought Chubb did it right before. No, no, he
1: did. Yeah, it feels like he did. Didn't Gurley then do it right a little later before he fell off I the think cliff?
2: Gurley's done it twice. Yeah, maybe Gurley's done it twice. What would you do if the if the C parts and you're just at the four yard line and they're like it depends. <laughs> depends. Um, you know, you go down, Twitter loves you, which what's better than that? You score, you know. Do I have a touchdown bonus? Keep the ball. Am I, to me, it's like, you know, am I under contract for a few years and doing what's best for the team is what I should do? Hard to say. Week
1: 16, massive bonus. You're at seven touchdowns. If you had eight, it's like $800,000 yeah. or something.
2: I would think I go down because now I'm really a team guy and they pay me yeah. just because I'm such a team guy. That would be the move, ideally. So anyway, but the point is like, this is a big game for both of these teams. Now, I don't think the Titans are very good, but the Raiders got to go prove it. Do you just trust them at
1: a 10 a.m. kickoff? What
2: happens if Josh McDaniels misses the playoffs this year?
1: Well, would you pick them to be a playoff team right
3: now? Not throwing three.
1: you have faith at 0-2? I think they play the Chiefs week four.
2: I do think they've been pretty, like, I do think they've been. Well, they're talented. The Cardinals' loss is not good, but they have been right there twice against difficult teams to beat. So I would say they're better than 0-2. Actually, they got the they got the Broncos. So they go
1: Titans, Broncos, Chiefs, Texans, Saints, Jags, Colts, Broncos, Seattle, Chargers, Rams, Pats, Steelers, Niners, Chiefs. Yeah, they, they just better they're just a lot of games that historically like Derek can just lose to kind of random teams. Now they they're gonna beat a couple teams that they're underdogs against, right? That's just kind of been their MO over the years.
2: Yeah. But I mean, right now they go to the Saints. Like you said, that's tough. They go to the Jags. Who knows? Yeah. And I'm leery, and, but you I'm, also, I'm, I'm
1: leery of Josh that it's just, I'm, I think you, you come in and you start talking about winning. And if you're like Max Crosby, like, hey, man, I just, I just won. Not yeah. Super Bowl or anything, but like, I know how to win, like, to play winning football. Cause I think that's, it's not reflective of like, do you know how to win the Super Bowl? It's like, I know how to play, we, we played winning football. Right? Yeah. Like we know how there's a big difference between like six-win teams, you guys have no clue. And like, man, hey man, we won some enormous <laughs> games down the stretch. I mean, those two games, Renfro, Derek, Crosby, think of God, they won their last two games against the Colts and the Chargers as underdogs. Like no one thought they were gonna do it. They were not a playoff team with a couple games left and they willed themselves there. If anything, I would say they were one of the crazier stories at the end of the season in the league, right? I wrote them off November twenty first. Who'd they play?
2: That was they lost to the Bengals. Then they Thursday night football on Thanksgiving, they beat the Cowboys. Like, they didn't Whoa. lose to
1: the Bengals guy. They got destroyed, didn't they? 32-13. I felt like it looked worse than the score you <laughs>
2: just
3: I was the expecting Bengals it to be like hand. 45.
2: Yeah, they're in shambles. Bathroom oh. break? Uh, I think we can call it. And uh, good show today. And we can um, just trust me on that. We'll wrap it here. Everybody else, thanks for hanging. We'll be back soon. we got some picks to make, so a lot going on. We appreciate the conversation, everybody. Carry on, y'all. We miss anybody? Nope, we got everybody in. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for hanging. Later. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping.